0: Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Udicast, episode 214. Uh, Joining us this week from the Against the Algorithm podcast, uh, Malik Gale is here to make me feel old uh, and share his knowledge of music and his music interview podcast, which he just started Great conversation with him. Uh, Also this week, Heather is out, so it's just Kevin and myself as we're breaking down the seemingly never-ending story of Woodstock 50, uh, the longest number one single of all time, Old Town Road, uh, the end of her Phillipsons. Lots of stuff here uh, all over the map with our stuff. Local, national, whatever you need. History lessons, as always. We are happy to provide that for you in the Unicast. Who's better than you guys? Nobody. Apart at the seams, welcome back, folks. It's the Uticast episode 214. Uh, Heather is not here. The zoo keeps making her work during Monday nights. Every other
1: week, now we're getting Heather.
0: Every other week, is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it's been. Go back and look at it. I gotta call Mark about this. Mm. Mark, we gotta have a discussion. Does Mark have
1: the juice to do anything
0: about this? We have to have a discussion about how much juice Mark has. Mark, call me. Tell me how much juice you have to get Heather here every Monday. Make it happen. Uh, No, (laughs) welcome back to the show. Just uh, a lean, mean, two-man pod with me and Kevin, old-school style. Uh, Joining us this week was Malik Gale from the Against the Algorithm podcast. Cross-promotion on multiple podcast fronts, Uh, but Malik is a great guy. We had a great time talking about music, talking about podcasting stuff. Um, Really, it's after I was talking to him about it, I really think that's the only thing I could do with... Out too much work is do a music podcast like we could go back and do like maybe not a whole weekly podcast but like a music series podcast i'd like talking about music
2: mm. it's
0: pretty easy to talk about music i feel like I, I mean i guess it depends i suppose if you're talking about music that i know about. right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> If you had to do like a biography, like five episode podcast about a band, who would be Radiohead? Probably.
1: Probably not. No. no. Um I don't. I wouldn't be interested in doing that at all. I feel really? Like. Yeah. Just like a biography. Like break yeah, down. Yeah. Probably like reading you a biography. No, I'm not into. That. I'm you not wouldn't into want to? It. You wouldn't like want a history down. presentation? No.
0: Ah, oh, see, I, be thinking, I think it'd be good to go through all, like, the Radiohead albums and just, like, do well, a whole sequence of... Well,
1: that's a whole different thing. That's not, like, a biography would be a snooze. I'm just trying to sit right, here and well, read you, his, like, historical facts. And well, narrate, right. like, oh, in 1994, Radiohead went to get a hamburger here, and they liked it. Are you just being a jerk now, making fun of my history
0: lessons? No, nope, <laughs> I
1: didn't even think of your history lessons, actually, You're when you said guy. that. Bad I guy. I really
0: hit. didn't. Bad guy, Kev. Yeah. Uh... For t- happy accident, Kevin's mad because I've been making him watch lots of monster truck content. Bro, you're obsessed. I like monster trucks.
1: You're obs- My thing with the monster trucks is they just they do the same thing every time.
0: You got to look for the technique to it. We watched the Marble Olympics. It's the same thing.
1: Uh, it's a little different. <laughs> a little different. There's the whole presentation. There's the the pageantry. You know me. I like pageantry. You don't find <laughs> the pageantry of like. There is none. It's bad cameras and ugly dirt fields down south.
0: Well, that's because it's 1994. I'm on YouTube watching a lot of, like, old Monster Truck rallies. Uh, here's the thing. Like, I watch wrestling, so I assume nothing can be as, as like, lowbrow entertainment as wrestling.
1: Oh, Monster Trucks it's is lower? certainly lower. lower. Brow- a a step oh, my below. God, yeah. What's lower than Monster Trucks? Bullfighting? Oh, man. Not, no, Bol- <sighs> Bullfighting is higher, bro. Mm. Um,. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Lower than monster Truck. Lower you than get, monster You're down truck. in, like, Demolition Derby? Yo, Demolition <laughs>
0: Derby. I like, with... That's what you
1: got to be looking up out there. To bring, demolition like, to
0: battle. See, here's the thing about a Demolition Derby, though. Oh, Charlie, this is... You've been on the interview and you want to be on the regular show? Charlie's been very vocal all day. hmm Yes, Charlie. Oh, Demolition Derby is one of those things that I feel like, in principle... Mm-hmm. it's interesting. Like, if you think about, like, all the different, like, how, yeah, you get these cars together, you can work on it, it's like, it's like Mad Max. But then, in reality, it's just, like, dudes in station wagons, like, backing slowly up slowly. like, yeah. plowing into there's each other no, and kind of spinning. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's no... It's not BattleBots. No. Which is also kind of trash. Did I talk to you about BattleBots last week? Do we have the discussion about BattleBots? I
1: don't know if you talked to me about it last week, but... I accidentally... You have been a staunch BattleBots
0: advocate. I accidentally got my nephew into it. My sister's mad at me.
1: Why is she mad at you?
0: Because now all of a sudden he's coming up to her like shooting out BattleBots factoids at her about the different robots that he likes. What's wrong with that? He's taking an interest. She hates it. Robotics of the future. (laughs) I suppose. BattleBots seems like the thing that like goes in algorithms of popularity. Like it's popular for like 10 minutes and then you forget about it. I don't know that it's ever really popular. Popular enough to keep getting put on TV every couple of years. You put a lot of stuff on TV. A lot of dumb things <laughs> yeah, are popular. Put a lot of things on TV. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like you do get like it's like people forget that it exists. Go, how come we don't do that anymore? And they do it, and nobody watches it, and then the cycle repeats. Well, because like, again,
1: they're just sort of like pushing into each other. <laughs> uh,
0: we haven't had a chance to go yet, but uh, are you excited for the new Quentin Tarantino film, uh, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I'm very excited. Yeah, always. Have you been enjoying all of the? Uh, Quentin Tarantino content that's out there, or is it too much? Uh, yeah, not
1: really. No, it's a lot. It's, of... it's, it's just, it's too much. I mean, people love to just pound all the joy out of everything in the name of like think pieces and blog posts. It's been a lot. Some of it I like, little bits and pieces, but I'm not ready to like gorge on it all. Yeah. I don't really like to do that with stuff, and I feel like it's becoming like worse and worse as time goes on.
0: Mm. I, I guess. I mean, there are only so many things in the world that I really enjoy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I like Tarantino movies. You it's like tons of, of stuff. You like monster trucks. You yeah, like but lot of those. Bots. Yeah, but a lot of those things don't get, like, culturally relevant think pieces written about them. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't see a lot of BattleBots think pieces well, anything. You gotta look them up. They're what, out there. <laughs> what happened to Bigfoot and Gravedigger? I don't see a lot of that piece. Like, the, you know, like, I, Tarantino, like, I feel like it is sort of an event when a Tarantino movie comes out. There's not that many, right? Like, how many more movies are you gonna make? Who knows?
1: He claims one, maybe he does I don't know. think he'll he'll make more than that. I would yeah, he's but not
0: like one. it might be the second to theoretically, if this is the one left, it might be the second to last Tarantino movie ever made. It's kind of an event, right? I mean, I'm going to see it either way. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like, I guess,
1: like. That's not selling me. I was going to see it anyway because I like the movies.
0: Yeah. Um, well, there you go. Quentin Tarantino. Here uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. Uh, I don't have a ton of stuff this week because it's hot. And I only came up with really, really warm studio. I understand. In the studio. It's like hotter in this room than anywhere else in the house. It's because it just had that mysterious rain out of nowhere. It's it strange. It was really sunny. The rain doesn't normally make it hotter. Yeah, but then it left. It came mm. through some rain down and now it's gone. Now everything's wet. Plus those windows are closed, so we're boxed in. Do you want me to open the
1: windows? No, you don't have to. I'm okay. just I'm observing. Uh, <laughs> taking in, you know, I'm just responding to my surroundings.
0: Uh, Alright, I got a couple quick, I guess I guess this counts as a local story still. You see that Woodstock 50, the festival that never dies it continues is... to be cancelled. No, it's moving to Maryland. And you everybody pulled one? out. It's just oh, a Mar- concert. <laughs> it's horrible. I... <laughs> Is this, is Woodstock 50, was it ever real? Because I never no, saw, like, a lineup so. of bands, right? I mean, I
1: saw, the, yeah, they, they launched the lineup with, like, who was playing each day and who the headliners were, like, one of the concert posters, all the acts like they do for all the rest of the festivals. So, who's, like,
0: the biggest acts?
1: Um, Jay-Z is obviously huge. Um, Jay-Z. I'm trying to remember, he was not the only, certainly not the only one. They had, well, It was uh,
0: on par with any other festival you'd see anywhere for lineup. Jay-Z serves my purpose, though, of the okay. question, right? Is Jay-Z assuming that this concert is still happening? If I'm Jay-Z, he must be like, nah, this ain't happening. No, they know. They've got people They've got to know. Yeah, people at that level, no. They've got people who tell them that. It's
1: not like he's just going to show up and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yo, I'm wait here. Wait a minute, what He just drives to Woodstock. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not an episode of, like, The Simpsons.
0: <laughs> That'd be a great episode of Simpsons. Uh, I'll say this. At a certain point in time, right, it's the it's the boat question. If, you're, if you buy a boat and then you replace every part over 50 years, it's still the same boat. If you move the festival to Maryland, is it still Woodstock? It has to be in it New depends. York. Depends. If,
1: right? if you call it Woodstock, then it can still be Woodstock. You just call it whatever you want. Right, but isn't that defeat the purpose of it? Like the whole point. What's of the Woodstock?
0: purpose? It was well, I guess the purpose theoretically was to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the original Woodstock. That's right? what they're doing in a different location. In yeah, a they, weren't,
1: they weren't doing the same location anyway. No one <laughs> why? Nobody
0: wants them. I you, I've been having, because
1: this is, there have been a couple different takes I've been getting to with people about it. Yeah. especially people I know who are musicians who are really indebted to, like, classic rock and all that, sure. all that trash and sure. Not to say it's trash, Yeah, <laughs> hey, I know. What, what but you, mean. you know what I mean. I know what you mean. The people yeah, yeah, yeah. who think that no good song has ever come out past, like, 1978 besides, like,
0: Nirvana. If you didn't listen to Bad Company, you hadn't lived. Yeah, kind
1: of. Yeah, yeah. Those type I'm... of people. But they're like, oh, well, you know, it's not even Woodstock because it's got all these rappers, and that's not like what it was about. Oh, I haven't seen Yo, that here's, one. Yo, here's here's the thing. Um, like Woodstock was about the music of the youth, and <laughs> I know true. I know that your baby boomer parents have lied to you about um, the permanence of culture, but. Hip-hop is the music of the youth, so if this is supposed to be a youth festival. There should be hip-hop artists out there. Great segue. And people are like, oh, it's not like what it was originally about, like, peace and love. and right? There's a horror show there, too. Like, oh, yeah. Those people ruined that farm. There's a reason they can't go back to where they were.
0: Yeah, we they, they very, very, very much sugarcoat the entire Woodstock experience with the level of, like, just Much love. like yeah. the baby boomers do with everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of music of the youth, though, great segue. Uh, it's true, me and Malik Malik talked about this on the interview, we discussed, uh, my kids at school were sort of saying that the song Old Town Road by Lil Nas X are kind of sick of it. Yeah, of course. Uh, it survived though one more week and is now officially the longest running number one single ever. Number one longest running single ever. 17 weeks on the top of the charts. I'm surprised that 17 weeks is the longest ever. I feel like there would have been other ones somewhere. Uh, it beat out Mariah Carey and Boys to Men's collaboration "One, one sweet, sweet Day," and then of course the 2017 global phenomenon known as "Despacito," which was also uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that there it, it was probably more competitors for the crown, like in the era when you know what I mean like there probably weren't people going on big long streaks because there That's were fair. like tons of artists who were paying yeah, more yeah, attention yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. charts. And I'm not to say it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean it's still impressive. It that, doesn't. Like, this, I mean, it's
1: cool. I Good for him, secure the bag. I'm really happy oh, yeah. for this guy.
0: Like, make
1: your money. What a genius! Like, I, yeah, but uh, like I said, I'm all you know me. I'm always loath to do the like, what does it all mean game. Yeah. Um, but like, th- it's it's nuts. Like when you just look at it, this, is some guy. Like it really is as always. You know, time shifts and things are changing, and the barriers and alleyways for which people can enter into like the music industry yeah are fracturing more and more and there's more and more holes and doors and paths and ways to get in it's awesome to see it's a cool story and Hope this kid's making money, and I hope he's, like, saving it. Because, like, you imagine you just hit something like this when you're 17, 18, 19. He's a young kid, right?
0: Yeah, he's very young.
1: Imagine, like, get a hit. Like, I always say it. If you gave me, like, $1.4 million, I'd be good for the rest of my life. we find a way to, like, make that be the basis of a
0: happy and fruitful life. There's, like, a Bill Simmons theory he's talking about all the time on his podcast most lately. It's, like, the age you get famous is the age you stay forever. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, like, a real thing or not, but... It, it's scary. I you could see why in that scenario, it'd be scary if you hit it big at like seventeen. Like I have all the answers. I can tell because I'm a success, right? Like oh, yeah, you see it all the time. Yeah, yeah, see it all the time. And I hope that this dude. It's funny too because Malik and I during the interview today actually discussed like there's no way that the next song is no matter what. No yeah. matter what, right? It's well already. You know what's
1: name. interesting about this to me, and I know less about this, so yeah. you know I don't know if you guys got into it, um, but. This is different because it's not like this guy, you know, Back, even, I don't know whether he's going to be a one-hit wonder, I don't know what's going to happen, but for right now, he's got this one-hit, and it's certainly a wonder what it's doing in yeah. the charts. Um, back in the day, though, that used to be accompanied by your record label, your album, your money advance, yes. your touring. I don't know, I assume that this guy, Lil Nas X, is making money. I would hope. I assume he's getting yeah. paid somewhere. But I don't know how the money works when it's not, you know, like when it's like self-released in the way that it is. It's all very different now. Might end up actually making more money by cutting out the middleman. You know what I mean? Like I know Chance the Rapper made a ton of money off the coloring book by cutting it out. And other artists have done that, you know, more established people like Radiohead, like we said before, and Nine Inch Nails and stuff. But I'm very curious, I would be very curious to know how much money this guy's making and where it's coming from.
0: Yeah, does he have an album is my question. I don't think Like, so. I doubt it, right? No. Maybe he does I just don't like, know about he's, it. But, like, he he's doing,
1: like, endorsements and remixes and signing his <sighs> song over? Probably for sure. Probably, He's getting yeah. money off something somewhere. Very interesting to me.
0: Make your money, kid. Man, number one song. It's probably, it's a good flex, though. It's a crazy oh, it's flex, amazing, like, yeah. oh yeah, dude! Number one song in the country. Haven't you heard? That'd of course great. you have.
1: That'd be great. Of course you have. You know my name.
0: <laughs> uh, and actually, I've, I've said it before. I'm not even here to bag on the song. I, don't, I have no issue with the song. I don't think I've heard more than thirty seconds of it. If you heard, the I heard it. And of I, it and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's.
1: I think the funny. It's is, not for me, but like I don't mess with the country at all. So like all the country stuff, that's a that's a pass for me.
0: I find Billy Ray Cyrus's attempt to do like the hip hop thing more entertaining than the actual. Dude, you know movie. who's got to be so mad is Miley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Miley went oh, through those she... whole bunch of years trying to rebrand herself as like a young black girl, and uh, people didn't really buy it long term. And now her dad's true. like number one single in the country with Lil Nas X. <laughs> Old Town Road in the remix in the video and she's just gotta be I mean, I don't know how mad you can be when you've got that kind of money, but like she's still gotta be annoyed. When's the last That's your dad? You're all embarrassed.
0: Did Miley Cyrus hit her Apex Mountain with Wrecking Ball? Will there ever be she'd have to do a real banging job to get a song that's more recognizable than Wrecking Ball. That song is more recognizable than who sings it, I think, sometimes.
1: Yeah, maybe I don't. I'm a little bit when stuff like that from like the middle of the pop lexicon yeah. reaches me, it always reaches me in weird contexts. So I'm not sure how it appears to like the culture at large. Like I don't work with you know like you work with all these kids and teens yeah. so you see all day like what the teens are kind of saying and doing. They don't. I don't, don't have any it. idea.
0: What's weird about it is I work around like uh, teenagers who listen to a lot of music all day long, and none of them like any of the sort of. Pop superstars that you would imagine like teenagers would like. I don't hear any of them talk about like you know Taylor Swift or like... No, yeah, you wouldn't... Or or even like Rihanna though or like that kind of thing. You don't hear that. It's all Those people are gone and over.
1: Like it's another 10 years has gone by. Like a lot of Rihanna's biggest hits are almost 10 years old now. Yeah. And if not, you know, if not 10, you're 8 at least. Time marches on. You know, these kids who are 14 and 15 now in your classes were literally in diapers when Rihanna's biggest hits were out.
0: Is that the thing? But I guess what's the mark of a success success now for a musician? Like just two to three years of just having like popularity and Lexicon? Is it too much to expect? I think it's what it's always been. I think yeah. that's the way it's
1: all... It, it goes a little bit faster now because of the internet, but not yeah. that, not that much faster. Like when you look back at the time we were coming up during like TRL and the heyday of like the boy bands and the pop and stuff... Those bands like Sync and Backstreet Boys only really lasted for like three, maybe four years. It's true. Before they were broken up and disbanded, all of them. And, and it can, seemed like a long time because we were young kids yeah. during
0: it, but and I guess you could argue that bands like Korn actually still are like putting out music and still exist. It's just not popular anymore. You could argue you that
1: what Korn's putting out is music. Theoretically. You could is, argue that it is, that music, it is yeah. something. No, yeah, but I mean, but even those people, they're kinda getting on the the greatest hits, like let's go on tour for the twenty-year <clears throat> anniversary of our seminal album. Yeah, the same way that you know Bon Jovi was ten or twenty years ago, or Poison,
0: or whatever. This will be a tough one for me to ask because I'm—you might know the answer, and I'm gonna feel bad that I don't know because I would have known back in the day. Has Pearl Jam put out an album since Lightning Bolt? Um,
1: I feel like they did something weird. Mm. I don't think they put out, like, an album
0: album, mm. but I think they put out uh, something else. The fact that I have no concept for it makes me feel really bad about where I've come. Yeah, I,
1: but Pearl Jam, <laughs> Pearl Jam is hitting that point that, like, guys like Springsteen mm. and The Stones hit 10, 20 years ago. It's like, damn, these guys really been around for, like, 30 years. That's yeah, true. It's so many albums. In, like, the mid-period, like, if they put out mm. 10 Eddie Vedder acoustic guitar songs with a mandolin, uh, uh, neat. And I'm sure they're great and you congratulations to Eddie Vedder you got a great life you know you've written so many songs i love you've meant a lot but like at the end of the day i've only got so many hours yeah so i'm going to go pop it in like verses or no code and just be done with it you know what i mean
0: yeah well that's the other thing too right at a certain point in time you don't want new music <sighs> from the people you love right like i like the new radiohead album just fine like the uh, moonjay pool is very good but at the end of the day if i'm going to see them live and i want them to play one song i want them to play something off of like, uh, Kid A. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh,
1: that, that's funny, because I was actually, I was going to use Radiohead, when you were saying, like, I don't want new music from older artists, as one of the bands is kind of different for that for me, because the only way you're going to keep my interest, one Radiohead's put out less albums. It's true. They put they put a lot more time in between their albums. Like Tarantino. Uh, yeah, very similar, actually. And they, um, <laughs> but they also keep changing what they're doing and yeah. pushing boundaries. Yeah. Like Pearl Jam, by the way, I just looked. Uh, Lightning Bolt
0: was the last album. Last album.
1: There was a live album, Let's Play 2 from Wrigley Stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah, live um, all But a band like Radiohead, I still like because every album, they're still like pushing and creating something different, and it doesn't sound like, hey, here's more songs that sound like those other songs. It's like, oh, these guys are yeah. still growing and exploring Sonic territory, and I think you have to do that as you get older as an artist, oh, but yeah. I think that you alienate a lot of people when you keep changing what you sound like because a lot of people are like, yeah, shut up and play the hits.
0: I always I always go back to that one Simpsons episode where Homer sees like BTO playing at like a county fair and he's like, play Taking Care of Business. What the hell BTO? The other band who wrote the song Taking Care of Business. Oh, Take, BTO? Yeah, BTO. Uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. B, he's like, yeah, play Taking Care BTO, of Business. that was it. And they like start the song and he just goes, just the good part. <laughs> <laughs> and that like, that's all I ever think of. Uh, I had two other stories, but we'll move into the second half. Let's go to this week's interview uh, with Malik Gale, who is uh started music. He started his music podcast, like episode six, they're on, mm-hmm. but I really like the format he's doing. He's a great interview. We had a really nice conversation. Malik's my guy. I'm glad that you two hooked up. Well, it started because he had mentioned to me on Twitter that he had sort of. he His idea was the same idea I initially had. It's like there should be a podcast network where right. all these podcasts sort of intermingle and work together, and you can get them all. And. Uh, we had that conversation and we talked a lot about music and I talked a lot about how old I am. Uh, I can't believe it.
1: are your favorite Let songs, me tell you monster trucks and how old you
0: are. <laughs> man, let me tell you. It, there's a lot of interviews I've had over the last few years that made me feel old, Malik made me feel real old. <laughs> real old. Uh, but great time talking. To him. I had an excellent time. Hope to talk to him again soon. Malik Gale. We'll be back in just a minute. Oh so it's <laughs> like, like a low
2: key fear of just like Yeah, it's just this... like
0: keep your startup just watch it, just watch it.
2: Uh, is this gonna be the it's like is this gonna be the curtain call like in the middle of an interview?
0: It's uh you know what's funny, I'm I'm like right on the verge of buying a new laptop. I've had this yeah. computer and no joke, I've had this computer since I was living in New York City. So yeah. I went down there in two thousand let's call it two thousand eight if I remember correctly. Mm. Uh so, this thing's got to be, it's pushing like 11 years of that, being alive and putting that's on a podcast. A I, it's a, I can't, I'm shocked. I'm like, I've crossed my, I crossed my hands for it every day. I'm like, please, just one more podcast. <laughs> um, so, uh, Malik, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, I didn't realize how close you were in terms of location. Yeah. Like
2: podcast row up here. I mean, like, literally, I, I just like walked up the block. I just, like, I'm not going to dox anybody, but <laughs> that's, that's not my goal of coming on here. But, um, <laughs> I looked, and then I was like, oh, it's literally, like, a walk. So, like, I just, like, took a walk around the block. There's be, like, so
0: many people on this street, weirdly. There's a lot of, yeah. like, community figures on this street. Like, but my bu- like my maiden Utica buddies live up the street. Yeah. My friend Michelle, who's been on the podcast numerous times, lives, yeah. like, right around this area. It's like, a lot of
2: folks in this little South yeah. Utica spot. How long have you been you're from Brooklyn originally? Yep, so born and raised in Brooklyn. Born lived in New York from my like most of my You went to high school and stuff uh, in Harlem. Sometimes in Harlem. Oh, wow,
0: Harlem. So what you were in like Manhattan, New York. Yeah.
2: So I was in Brooklyn for most of my life, but like in high school I spent a lot of time in Manhattan. Mm. Mm. Did you like like going to high school in Manhattan at that time? I did. It was it's it's interesting. Public kind school? Oh uh, yeah, public school. Public school, yeah. Um it's a public school, so it was interesting, but my public school was a little different. It was a visual and performing arts high mm. school interesting it's not like high school musical not at all Mm, right Um, I was a musical
0: theater guy so I was like oh really Yeah. no no
2: so I did a little bit of it all but the reason I went to the school was because I was doing visual arts I was doing visual arts so painting art all that stuff oh wow and I was going through the kind of sad anime drawing phase (laughs) like People's chins were too sharp. Yeah, exactly. hair was too sharp. It just wasn't good. Um, but I eventually broke out of that, and then I got I found my way in other things. I did like some acting. I did some mm. theater crew there. Um, I ended up in choir for a little bit. Um,
0: were you like pre- you were you making your own music at all, like on the side? Were you doing like music creation? Or were you just sort of like involved in the art scene in general?
2: A little bit of both. But I'm gonna tell you, I wrote songs. Mm and they weren't necessarily good. <laughs> um we'll get into it a little bit later, um, but my best friend who's like doing art um Alan, for the show. He's doing art for the show. We were in a band called Wolfengale. Wolfengale. It is buried, it is <laughs> hidden and there is a cover of House of the Rising Sun floating somewhere. Oh, it is the <laughs> worst thing ever and I'm like I feel like I've already called it out so nah. everyone's going to pause and go <laughs> But, I mean, I kind of have delicate. to live I kind of have to live with it, so I'm just going to live with it.
0: Let me tell you not, to make you, not to be like that old man in the room, uh, I'm like 10 years older than you. Yeah. I've been doing, I was doing like the punk rock thing from like 15, I have so many recordings yeah. and so many like old school things that I'm just like, man, I
2: hope that no one has any copies of these <laughs> no. ever because they are so bad and they're so embarrassing. That's the scary thing, you're just like, <laughs> I don't, like, no one. Yeah, I think my band's
0: name is Jinxed, J-I-N-X-E. We were like a... I really wanted to be in Blink-182. Like, there (laughs) that era. That was, like, how I learned music. Right? Like, that's a big part. Like, and now, like, you look back at, like, a lot of that, like, era of music and it doesn't, like, Mm. not all of it sticks with me. me. Yeah. Like, I loved Jimmy Eat World. And if you put a Jimmy Eat World song on now, I'll still probably, like, bop along with, like, yeah, all right, this is a banger. But, like, you know, some of that Blink stuff, it's like, if I didn't learn how to play guitar by trying to do this, I don't know how... Like I would feel about it if I showed it to somebody who'd never heard it before.
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, Blink's going, Blink's going through a weird period. They drop, they just dropped the song actually today. Did
0: it today? As yeah. Like, oh man. Like
2: it's <laughs> a, it's, it's interesting. They, it feels like they're doing like the whole like I, we were a band that was very popular in the mid two thousands that's now going very pop. Well, it's so weird because like I wonder how like a lot of these
0: like weird bands that I listened to growing up have established in the mainstream like. When I was listening, I bought. This, is, God, this ages me so much right no now. No worries. I bought uh, a Green Day album called Nimrod. It was mm. like their third or fourth album. I forget what it was. Like, yeah, yeah, My own money. I remember that being like a big moment in my life. Like, yeah. going to get the CD of this Green Day album. And then, like, within five years, I kind of hated everything Green Day became. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I'm like, oh, oh gosh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so a lot of times, like, I wonder what becomes of, like, the legacy of a lot of these bands that I yeah. listened to growing up. How, um,. So, let me, st- let me go back to Brooklyn. For no worries. Yeah. So, for, uh, so you're, you're going to school there. You're doing the art thing. Yeah. You, did you have an idea of what you were interested in, like, what you wanted to do at that point in time, like, doing the art? Did you want to have, like, an illustration career? Did you want to get into, like, that kind of thing?
2: Yes. Mm. So, I've had, like, a few goals. I wanted to be, like, a, a, um, there's two things mainly. I wanted to be, like, a comic book artist, mm-hmm. or I wanted to be an animator. Those are, like, a few, like, the yeah, yeah, things yeah. I was touching on. yeah. Like, I, like, I love, and I still do, I still really love, like, looking at animation a lot. Like, keeping oh, yeah. up, keeping a pulse on, like, just because animation's a really cool medium and comics are a really cool medium, so it's kind of nerdy, but I do, like, love keeping up with that stuff. Mm. I think the big thing was, like, I personally didn't feel like my art was any good at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, and I don't want to judge my, my, like, anyone in my school, but, like...
0: You start looking at other people. <laughs> you get demoralized <laughs> <Yeah>. Hard.
2: Hard. <laughs> Um, I remember we'd have a yearly art show. Yeah, sure. And, like, I think the moment where my any aspirations to do art were killed when, like, we we're like, everyone has a piece at the art show. So, every like, I'm seeing my best friend's piece, like, right up from there. I'm mm-hmm. seeing, like, my friends Chris and Alan, like, their their pieces are there. Everyone else in the class is doing really cool work. My piece was, and it's in the library. So, my piece is on the top of a bookshelf. <laughs> so, <laughs> <in the corner. laughs> so, that was the moment I kind of was like, and I didn't want to be like, really cocky about and be like where's my accolades but that was the moment where I just kind of looked at it and was like okay and I think like I just kind of like fell out of love with it
0: well I want to get to you to college but before I get there I just want to ask like you get a chance to go back down to the city at all ever
2: yeah I've, yeah I've come back a few times um where do you consider home in the city for you like what what spot is like your uh, your spot <laughs> it bounces around a little bit yeah, yeah. I mean because I've I would say Manhattan for kind of like really, yeah. Because I used to go there all the time. Like I would hang out with like some friends. Like I've hung out with friends all across like from Brooklyn, Manhattan, mm-hmm. um, Queens, the Bronx. So yeah, like I, but like we'd always converge in Manhattan and like those hangout sessions. Because we were broke high school kids, yeah, um, basically we're just going to Barnes and Nobles and like yeah, or, yeah. or like walking down Union Square for the entire day and like seeing random stuff happening um, and just kind of like experiencing all of that and taking it all in.
0: I used to work in a restaurant in Midtown Manhattan called Carmine's. It was a Times Square restaurant. It was, like, Italian-style food. Yeah. And uh, whenever we go to New York, when I, like, see my buddies who are still down there, they just call me Midtown Sam. And I hate it. Ooh. I hate it so much <laughs> because they're like, oh, he's popping around Midtown. <gasps> Lower East Side is probably my favorite part of Manhattan. I used to love yeah. going down to Lower East Side. That, like, 14th and 2nd and below, like, that whole area. Yeah. That, yeah, I'd love that whole spot. Like, that whole
2: part, like, feels like... It's weird because it feels so much kind of like hipster Brooklyn. Sometimes. Well, now it feels like it is. Like oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. yeah. Well, now it's kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's, now every part feels like hipster Brooklyn. It's it's hipster Brooklyn part too, But I like would walk in there and I'd just see like the stones. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and like that was the thing that kind of like I was like, okay, what's going on here?
0: It's funny too because I remember when I for, when I moved to Brooklyn with yeah. my buddies, we were like in that that era, like that two thousand six, two thousand seven, wearing V neck t shirts and listening oh. to Neon Indian, and like I wanna. Let's go to Williamsburg. So we moved oh, yeah. to Williamsburg. We tried to move to Williamsburg. <laughs>
2: That's a good word.
0: And we were like, oh, God, look at all these rich parents with like $6,000 stores. Oh, yeah. We can't afford to live here. By far. So we moved to, uh, I guess people called it Clinton Hill. But it was it was Bedsty. It was yes. like I don't know why the Clinton Hill thing took off as like a name, but like real, real estate,
2: real estate <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this isn't Bedsty, It's Clinton Hill. Yeah, it's on the
0: it's on the edge of Fort Greene. I'm like it's not. <laughs> it is not near Fort Greene. Uh, but I actually, but it was funny because I loved that apartment. We were right on um on Bedford Ave, right at the corner of Bedford and Cusco, and. Like over the next like seven years, though, it's like oh, here's an artisan bread shop. Here is like all this spillover from Williamsburg that started like spreading out into the outside areas. It's weird. I'd never seen a city like evolve.
2: Oh yeah. In a way, like
0: it was it was kind of
2: it was wild. It happens quickly. Yeah. Like um, I my high school is like in Upper Harlem. Like yeah. not Upper. It's like in like it's in like right yeah. like right after you hit, right after you like Central Park. So like it's a hundred. Yeah. It's like 116th or something. What's your subway? You have his- Um, A A, 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 a C. I still remember it, <laughs> it. Though it's the two was when I kind of wanted to, like I, like take a little longer way home, but A C was the way home.
0: I was going to uh, Hunter College in Manhattan, and I lived in Bed Stuy, so I was taking the six oh. to the L to the G. That was a, that was a <laughs> oh, God. that was a rough hang for, yeah. for a couple years. I had a
2: I've, I've had a few. It was like like L was a train to get me to Manhattan. Yeah. Unless, so yeah.
0: The L is like the most important trade in the city, weirdly. Oh, it's, yeah, because. Like,
2: it's, <laughs> it's like, I remember they were saying, like, Oh yeah, we're gonna like we're gonna shut down the L line. I'm like, where's anyone? <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> where's anyone going?
0: This yeah. is the this is the segment of the show historically where people who've lived in New York talk about the subway, and everyone else is like, what are oh. these guys talking about? <laughs> oh, have,
2: oh if you want to hear stories about homeless people masturbating? I have more than one, <laughs> and I really don't want to.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of those, sadly. Uh, but let's get to Utica for a second. What? Why did you go to Utica College after you finished up in New York? How did yes. you get to Utica College from there?
2: So, it was um, senior year in high school, mm-hmm. um, everyone was applying to a ton of different schools, and I was kind of floating around with what I wanted to go and focus into. Um, art was one thing I was kind of leaning into, I was doing an yeah. art program at Cooper Union for oh, a sure. little bit, so yeah, I was yeah. doing stuff there. Um, I was in a million programs, I could name drop them and be like the most ginormous tool but I don't, <laughs> that's, that's, for my, that's for my resume. Um, but, like... The thing about it is I was thinking either I'd do visual arts or mm-hmm. I would do something along the lines of, like I heard a storyteller a lot of times, I could tell great, right good stories, so I was even thinking journalism. Mm-hmm. And then I had the a panic moment, because people were starting to get acceptance letters, and I got nothing. Oh, yeah. So I went on something called CommonApp.com.
0: Oh, I, I work in a, uh, long time listeners of the show will know that I work in a high school, so yeah. most of my day at my job is helping seniors do the common app I'm, it's a it's quite a thing it's something
2: i basically sat down yeah opened up the common app yep. anything with english journalism and i'm glad i didn't pick english english <laughs> journalism or art i just kind of went and i flung myself yeah. into it um ironically enough i got accepted to there's two schools that were my like my two choices and you're gonna like when you and i say them I, right. it seems like it's a coincidence but it's not Munson Williams in UC.
0: Oh yeah. Yep.
2: And I didn't know Munson yep. Williams was here and they were like, Oh yeah, we'll give you money. And like it just wasn't enough because mm-hmm. I knew art supplies were gonna be a thing. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, Yuka College it is.
0: And you're uh, are you you graduated or you're there still currently or I your...
2: graduated UK College, I'm done.
0: You're done. How do you yeah. feel about that? You feel
2: <laughs> It's been a bit, so it's weird.
0: So I work at U D College currently, like yeah. I'm there all the time, and I walk by that radio station, and I'm always, uh, oh, you, you were working at the radio station there too? Yeah. Did you like doing that experience?
2: Uh, the radio station was just a big part of my college degree. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I can, like the college radio was like a big foundation of like me doing. Hmm.
0: Well, what's the, the I'm, I'm so curious to you because like, I wonder now, like, do people listen to the radio? Do you know what I'm saying? Like people listen to the campus radio, I'm assuming if they're on campus and if they're yeah. involved in the area and stuff, like. I'm an old man, so I'll still pop on the radio in my car sometimes, but, like, do you feel like... Did radio feel like you were getting response? Did you feel like people were, like, reacting to you?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it comes in a little bit with, like, the show I did in particular, but I... Sure. And I'll get to that in a little bit, but I think with college radio, like, everyone's kind of there to, like, get something a little bit different, you know? Like, when you hear other radio stations there being run where it's like, hey, we need to make money, we need to advertise, we need to play songs that are going to keep people in the air, Mm -hmm. and college radio it is a 20 year old ba- being like i like that song yes. and it, going yeah going on yeah. there and i have and like that's kind of how college radio works it's fast it's dirty, it's where you can find really cool stuff um i have bragging rights because i played lizzo two years before anyone else yes did. like i was playing good <laughs> as hell before truth hurts came yes. out and i just feel so vindicated <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, oh, man, I used to be cool, too. It sucks. It yeah. sucks when you get to my age, man. Get ready for it. Oh, no, it's, it's scary. Like, I mean, like, the, we'll get into, like, why, but, like, I was afraid of, like, after I left the radio station, I wouldn't be doing anything with music. Yeah. So that's a big fear. But in terms of just kind of doing stuff, I think it's just all about, like, the show you present, and hmm. as time goes on, you get better, and more and more people listen. And I, I've gotten comments from people who, like, they'll... Um, words. I've gotten comments from people after I... Left, they were like, Oh, yeah, like, I have drops still in the station. I'll be like, Oh, yeah, that's your voice, or yeah. Oh, yeah, it's DJ Cricket. Like, I'll still hear that from time to time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, was weird. that
0: your, was that your DJ name? DJ. <laughs> it's
2: yes. pretty good. That was Cricket for yes. <laughs> yes. Excellent. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, originally my D- DJ name was gonna be DJ Bonehead. Yeah. Yeah. And the station manager at the hot time was Head. Don't call yourself bonehead. It makes you sound stupid and stupid people don't work here. <laughs> wow,
0: that's harsh. It's pretty pretty straightforward, though. I like it. It was but Direct.
2: Yeah, there's there's a whole story on why I was called DJ Bonehead and we're going to say that off air, <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: well, what were you playing on that station? Like what was your what was your show's kind of vibe?
2: Okay, so it was a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um to describe the show, it was called Lost Transmissions DJ Cricket. It mm-hmm. was a music news talk show where I sat down with like me and two friends and mm-hmm. we would just talk about the music news of the week. I basically would bribe people with pizza and say, "Hey, come on and be on my show." Sure. So we would talk about literally anything. Like it was like like there was a big deal where the, there's a new win, that Wu Tang Clan album that like what, oh yeah Martin Shreddy, Martin, Shirelli. Martin Shirelli. yeah, yeah, yeah. really we that was <laughs> a whole know, saga. But one album, what a jerk. We we talked about that. We've talked about like like Kanye. Like, like when when Kanye was releasing that that whole era, like yeah. we talked about that. We made it called we called it Kanye Watch. Kanye. <laughs> um, so we, like, it was a fun show about just kind of, like, talking about music news. Dang,
0: Kanye, I, I've, you seen Kanye live? you ever seen him?
2: I've never seen them
0: live. When I was living in Brooklyn, a friend of mine, this is a weird story, he, my friend who I worked in this restaurant with, shout out to my buddy Morgan, uh, his girlfriend, who I believe is now his wife, if not, sorry Morgan, I threw <laughs> that up, I think, I think that's the case, I believe it is now his wife. No worries. Uh, but she bought him tickets to go see Kanye during the Yeezus tour, and they were gonna go at the Barclays Center. Yeah. So... As they get closer to it, it's like a couple days beforehand. He stops me. He's like, "Hey, last minute, my my girl can't make it. You're the only person I know who like likes this album at this restaurant. Who's gonna want to go with me? Do you want to go?" I was like, "I do not have $250." He's like, "Just you can just come. It's fine." <laughs> so I got to go for free. I, yo, know, I know that he's such a controversial, divisive artist today about his where he is and all his like the, his craziness on the internet and social media. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah one still to this day maybe one of the top two or three live performances i've ever seen yeah. amazing like he's just really
2: he's ridiculously kind of like he's all in with just like the creative facial element of, of it like he's like he's there's no like slacking in his like design it felt like i was watching a
0: broadway show it yeah. was so everything was had to be on and was perfect and was like it's just really like masterful level stuff that's like, the thing amazing.
2: like it's crazy when you have someone who's just like always just, like, ready for it. And it ah. was like, okay, okay, sure.
0: Uh, so, did a lot of the stuff you guys did on Lost Transmission sort yeah. of carry over into the current show, at least from your from your perspective? Oh, hi, Charlie the hey Cat. Buddy. Charlie How's the Cat's in here. Another podcast with a cat. Hi. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Um, but for that, I mean, the show was me talking to friends. Yeah. yeah. doing, like, kind of, like, playing music I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing was doing artist interviews. So yeah, I yeah. interviewed a ton of artists I really liked. Um, it's okay, buddy. Hi. Uh... So, in terms of things crossing over into the podcast, literally probably none of it did. None of it did. Except the the music interview section. Because I think the big thing about Lost Transmissions was it was a show where it was very much kind of, like, we're going in, like, fast, dirty, grabbing stories, running. It was... It was me on a Friday afternoon, running across the three rooms in WPNR, (laughs) printing stories, loading music, (laughs) running around, calling friends, ordering. It was madness.
0: I mean, this show, even from like just doing this on my own time, like this has become a week long process in terms of like i have like i have like history lessons and notes and stuff that i start and it's gotten to a point now i've done it so often Mm -hmm. that it kind of becomes like all right i know where i'm looking for my stories i know where i'm like reaching out i know what kind of segments we're going to do but i mean there was a time when i was every week i'm just like i don't know what we're going to talk about this week well i yeah like i
2: scheduled it out a little bit so like i would have like a guideline to be like the first hour would be like three smaller stories we try to do an interview and then probably have a bigger topic and call it out but yeah, so generally, like, the show, like, Law Transmissions was very kind of, like, the personality I had was mm-hmm. very different. Like, DJ Cricket and Malik were two very different people. Yeah. DJ Cricket wasn't really a nice person. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there were games in the shows that were absolutely nightmarish. Um, I had a, sh- a segment called A Brief History. Yeah. Which is, oh. I would pick a, like, some sort of history topic related to music. Yeah, yeah. And I would have my guests talk about it, and I would give them between 15 seconds and two minutes... Between a one song, re- like with like a one song research break, yeah. to basically sum it up. So they, I would, and I would pick a very short. I would pick like what was it, "Cynical" by Blink One Eighty Two, which is under a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I picked it, and like then people would just go in and just like read off all the facts they got about it. <laughs> it's pretty it, good. It was it was a fun segment, but it was like like nothing puts fear in your friends' eyes <laughs> than like doing a brief like doing that. <laughs>
0: I, it's funny too. Like uh, people think that they're especially if you do it like on the radio or on a podcast. Like sometimes I'm surprised when you give somebody a, a question and they're like not ready to respond. To oh it. yeah, there's like, like that horror in their eyes. Like oh god, I don't know what to say now.
2: Yeah, and like me, I'd be like oh I'm so sorry, but like back then I'd be like good. Yeah, lead into it. Yes, it's live. What are you gonna do? You're on. The, you're on the clock. <laughs> like uh, like that was the funny thing for me.
0: We haven't even mentioned your podcast, by the way. Since oh, yeah. we've been talking uh, against the algorithm, it's uh, you can, what platforms are you on? You're on I saw you're on iTunes, uh, iTunes, Stitcher,
2: yeah, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod, uh, Spotify, 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 yeah. uh, Podbean, and I think that is it. Mm. But may, may well a lot of the major podcast places. <laughs>
0: Uh, and you guys are on Twitter. You're on Instagram. Yep. I mean, you're all over the place. I'll let you do your tags because I'm I'm bad at looking up research names. But no worries. Yeah, you're um, drinking coffee, No, we to No worries. Do we're, we're
2: on Twitter and we're on Instagram. <laughs> on Twitter, we're at ATA underscore pod. And on Instagram, we're against the algorithm. We do have a Facebook. There's literally nothing on it, so don't go there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so funny to see, like, again, that's my oldest man quality shining through is my lack of ability to sit down and do the social media side. Ugh. Like, I... I'm. have been on. I, I was talking to somebody about this. I've been on Twitter for ten years. That's by now. Yeah. Twitter is just like. Oh my god! I've seen yeah. every take on here. I've seen every joke, every meme. Like, uh, Facebook's become like a sewer because most of oh the yeah. people that like I. If it's not promoting the show, I've posted nothing of my personal thing on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Besides, like, happy birthday, mom. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Like, I work at Saranac as their social media director. Nice. So, I only really use Facebook for that. For that, that. yeah, yeah. I use it for that, and I've started using it to book guests, but besides Mm -hmm. that, I don't go on it. It is good for that, actually. And
0: Instagram, I feel like, is the one that I have somehow neglected the most, and is probably the one that is the biggest mistake in over the years that I've kind of neglected. Yeah,
2: but the problem is that sometimes I'm, I'm working with it like right now is like how do you take a very intrinsically like audio medium yeah, yeah. and like say here's a picture to represent that <laughs> and like it's a hard question to do and so what I came up with is like me and one of my best friends Alan like he mm-hmm. he, he, we went to the high school together doing the visual art thing and we were like when I was doing this entire process he was basically him and my girlfriend Marissa were basically there kind of like as, like, input and they were talking with, through the whole process and we decided, well, he, me and him decided that, hey, mm. I'll do some pieces based on the interviews. And sure. that was, like, a way to kind of, like, visually add something different so it wasn't just kind of, oh, yeah, like, I'm gonna <laughs> take, take a stock photo of the band and do something.
0: Yeah. Well, that's probably a thing, too. Like, you gotta... Are you booking, you're, you're pretty much opening up to all musicians. I listen to this week's yeah. pod, and it's like sort of like the, the who's the uh, youth. Life, uh, life After Youth. Yeah, yeah, life yeah, After yeah. Youth, yeah. Yeah, but you don't seem to have any like biases about who you want to bring on to talk about oh, music-wise no, no, no. on the show.
2: No, like I used to do that with Lost Transmissions. Yeah. And I was just very much kind of like, okay, I'm going to listen to like the bands I want to. But yeah. I mean, I think, and I mean, uh, I guess the algorithm is like that too, but I think I've been expanding my sounds and horizons a little bit more. Hmm.
0: What did you, like, grow up listening to? Like, what was around the house for you growing up? Like, what were um, you...
2: Um, so, for my family, like, it was a very kind of, like... There was a lot, was a lot of stuff going on. Like, my family was Jamaican, so kind of, yeah, like, yeah. I heard a lot of just, like, dance hall a little bit. Dance hall, nice. So, there's was a little bit of that. But also, my mom would listen to, like, hates hey, Delilah whenever she, Like, on Sunday mornings. So, yeah. I would, like... I would hear drops of Jupiter and, like, <laughs> yeah. How to Save a Life. Yeah, it was Like, like I was a cast member on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> So, like, I listened to a lot of that, but in terms of, like, what I personally liked, it was just kind of... I kind of, like, had a p- few phases. I had, like, a kind of a pop-punk, like, r- just hard rock era. Yeah, yeah So yeah, I yeah, kind of yeah. was listening to, like, Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance, like, mm. Pank of the Disco. Yeah,
0: Fall Out Boy. It's so interesting, too, because as a guy who was growing up... Like, learning how to play guitar from, like, Blinkin' 82 stuff and, like, playing Green Day stuff and, like, being in those kind of bands growing up and, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. We always assumed, like, the follow-up was, like, we could do this. This is what we're trying to do. Like, we're in this little... We were not. We were not. (laughs) You know know what I'm saying? But, like, but those were, like, bands that in a different world, if I were more talented and had better connections and wrote better songs, would have been contemporaries. I'm doing air quotes. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not... it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... And it's it's crazy to me to like think about that kind of stuff because like again it makes me feel really really old yeah um uh, but like it's crazy it's great to, it's yeah it's great to me to hear that like that music has like stuck around a little bit yeah. Yeah, and sort of like has like Fall Out Boy though now sounds very
2: different oh wildly but, uh, using samples from like
0: the monsters and stuff oh, <laughs> now, oh god like, I don't understand <laughs> like
2: I've I've learned too many things about that my girlfriend's gonna be yelling like, why are you talking about Fall Out Boy <laughs> in a podcast <laughs> um but like that's the thing like I would like I jumped into, like, listening to bands like that, and I was just kind of, like, really into that era, and then there was a kind of a slow switch.
0: Yeah. Were, were you finding music, like, on the internet, or were you finding
2: through friends? Uh, internet. So, the internet, thing about yeah. it is, I kind of had, like, a group of internet friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, back when Facebook wasn't a trash fire, uh-huh. um, there was a, basically, and, like, you can kind of, like, showcase what was on, like, fan mm-hmm. pages more, or, like, band pages more. I basically, there was, like, a My Concordance forum, basically, on their their page. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like, fans, yeah. were, like, when they were doing, like, um, Danger Days, the last album they were doing, like, fans were talking on there all the time. It was, like, the new records, what they like, mm-hmm. what they're releasing, and just kind of, like, whenever the band posted, they're like, the band's here! <laughs> it's, like, it's weird, but it was, like, a it became, like, a giant community of people who were, like, talking actively there and mm-hmm. just kind of doing a ton of stuff, so that's kind of, like, the, like, I was learning stuff from there. I was checking out more bands from there. Um, in when I was in... When I was in high school, I heard a few, found a few bands there, had Tumblr, and one of the bands actually had Mystery Schools. I found off of mm-hmm. Tumblr, and it was just like it's it always trying to find new music yeah. from anywhere.
0: See, I think the internet was interesting too as a place too because we used to go. I remember I stopped doing this years ago, but like there was a time when you could go to like multiple different websites every day and learn about some new band if you were in that thing. Like you know, I mean, I'm really dating myself here, but you can go to Pitchfork every morning, You oh, go to like Brooklyn yeah. Vegan, you can go to all these different. Like you know, there were like there was no data, which was a place it was like an illegal. Like, <laughs> streaming, and you just go, and people post albums, and then they get taken down within a couple days. But you just check every day and be like, oh, what's up today? Just like, grab it and go. Yeah. yeah, grab it and Yeah, so, like, the, I feel like now it seems like, and I noticed it with my kids in the high school, the place where people find music now is YouTube and not, like, the oh, blogosphere yeah. or the radio. And I don't know when that shift necessarily happened, but it seems like it happened hard.
2: Yeah, it was, like, a few years ago. Yeah. I would say around, like, the last few years, I was finding stuff there they out there. There's, instead of blogs, I've been seeing a lot of, like, YouTube curators.
0: Yeah, yeah. Interesting.
2: So there would be, like, YouTube channels whose whole sole existence is, like, posting other people's music and, like, or making playlists. And that's how I found a lot of bands. Um, there's a band from Australia, New Zealand called... I need to get that right. Uh, <laughs> it's a band called Castle Comer, but they're Castle mm-hmm. So I believe it's mm-hmm. probably New Australia. It's Australia. Australia. All right. Yeah, I'll so, look this up afterwards. We'll, we'll, look at, look, <laughs> we'll look it up. If anything, just put the, the real name over it. But, um... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I taught, like, that's the way I found that band like that. And it's just kind of like, hmm. there's that big shift. Instagram's been another big way I found a few bands. Well,
0: that's what I noticed when you were talking about in the last episode you I was listening to. You guys yeah. were talking about, like, the Instagram thing is something I never even really thought about, like, as a place. It's like, oh yeah, I guess you could just put, like, your music videos on Instagram yeah. now, right? I feel like, also, because of the YouTube and Instagram, like, influence, I don't, I don't want to say you see more music videos, but, like, again, I... I used to go home from school and watch MTV, and they would have TRL, and you would watch like oh, the yeah. music countdown. And I don't think that that's a thing that exists necessarily anymore. Yeah. Like the idea that people watch music videos on TV, but they damn sure watch them on YouTube and oh, Instagram. Oh, it's like, right? crazy
2: because it's like backing it and like trying to like mm-hmm. and, like. There's less music videos, I feel like, but there's more production value mm-hmm. put into a lot of them. Depending like who is it coming from, if it's like a big that major label backing, there's like an artist named Albert Tree who like mm-hmm. is signed to a major record label, but he's just like. His whole stick is that he's a scooter, a, a scooter prodigy yeah. that has a ball cut <laughs> that has a, like, has a song that's, his most popular song is about him falling in a scooter accident it's called Hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a serious <laughs> song, but it's, like, it's wild.
0: Well, let me ask you this question, because you're talking about being a, like, growing up like, My Chemical Romance and, like, Fall Out Boy, which yeah. I think is not, in hindsight, like, particularly too dark, but, like, yeah. My Chemical Romance, at a certain aspect, like, people would have been like, oh, this is kind of, this is. Yeah. Very dark. But, like, I feel like every song I hear that my students at school play now, whether it's, like, some Billie Eilish track or some, like... Everything's sort of like a slow R&B song now, weirdly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is music darker now than it used to be? Or am I just, like, doing that, shaking my... Opinion? Oh, no,
2: you're not. No. It, it, it is just sadder.
0: It's sadder, right? It feels yeah. sadder. And it, I, I don't know when... Again, I don't know if that's a YouTube thing or if it's, like, around the same time that it, like, yeah. shifted, but it feels like that's where we are. I just think it's a cultural thing. I think, it like... It's a cultural
2: thing. I think, like, it happened, and I don't want to inject politics in it, but, like, a few years ago, like, I think everyone's been, like, a little bit more weighed down by a lot of uh, things.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're... We've talked about that for a lot of the yeah. time. <laughs> it's how down we feel. So, so
2: the thing is, yeah. like, um, when you look at new musicians, they're basically just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. you know? And, like... The musicians, like, and it's not, like, there's not a lot of artists talking, but they're like, oh, yeah, like, this is why I'm mad. But, like, it's just kind of a little bit more edge to it. Yeah. Um, Billie Eilish, like, her bad guys about her being, like, a person who's, like, cheating on someone, you know? Yeah. Like, playing a character. So that's, like, interesting. Yeah, I
0: mean, uh, here's the other thing, too. Like, I go back and listen to, like, songs I wrote when I was 17, and I'm like, yeah, this some... Uncompleted emotions. Like, I haven't figured out the rest of the (laughs) emotion cycle yet.
2: 404 emotion stuff. Which it's weird, right? Like, exactly.
0: (laughs) What's weird is, like, my niece is young to the point where she loves Billie Eilish. But, like, she was on Billie Eilish on the internet a couple years ago, talking to me. I was like, okay, fine, sure, right? Like, and now it's weird that she's, like, blowing up. And again, I've seen a lot of, like, Artists that I thought were pop artists, like, big popular artists that seems like they're no longer popular. Like, I don't think people, like, care about, like, the Katy Perry's and Taylor Swift's in the world anymore. I think that's kind of over.
2: The, well, Taylor Swift's contentious because, like, she just is always, like, something's always going on in her
0: world. It feels like her whole thing is, like, a corporate... She's like a, a music robot that they built in a room somewhere. Yeah. They're like, we're just gonna create pop songs and run it through this android and it's all gonna be very perfect.
2: Well, I mean, the thing about it is when you look, like, start looking, like, really deep into, like people who are writing music and like disciples like it's all the same same people yeah Yeah, and it's all all friends and I don't want to say that she's like I wouldn't necessarily call her like corporate I'm not a well big label because she signed to a big label but like I wouldn't call her like a machine because I know that she's kind of like like she's going to like a big dispute right now with like her masters right now sure so there's like some some controversy there but like one of the guys that she writes with is um, Jack Ananoff who was like that's uh, the
0: fun guy. Yeah. Or whatever their name is now. They changed their name, didn't oh, they? Oh, no,
2: no. Fun's dead. Fun's dead. Yeah, Fun's dead, and then they're doing the bleachers.
0: Bleachers, okay. Yeah.
2: yeah, that guy. It's funny,
0: too, because you say it now, and it's, every time you read an article about it, it's like, oh, that guy again. He's just back. Yeah. He used to be back in the day, it was The Matrix, right? That was the songwriting the, dude. who was like, oh, that God. was like Avril Lavigne. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: but it's weird. It's like, it's like, there's like a few songwriters that are always there now.
0: That's something when I was living in Brooklyn that me and my buddy Adam Goldstein, shout out to Adam Goldstein, mm. uh, that was our idea. We had this project called Light, and the idea was that we were just, like, going to write songs when people wanted them for, like, movies and other stuff. Like, we wanted to do, like, mm-hmm. soundtrack music. I wanted yeah. to do, like, John Carpenter shit, where it's like, oh, let's just, like, <laughs> do synths and affected bass and drums behind spooky scenery, and we'll sell it to people, right? That yeah, was, like, the thing. It, yeah. And I think that's, like, a more interesting market now to be a musician, is to be, like, a hired gun musician. yeah. Like,
2: Cause it's like it's easier. It's just, it's just like, hey, like I need to make something for an interesting project, and it's just inspiration.
0: I always go back to my buddy Chris Mandry, who's this amazing. Uh, shout out to Chris Mandry. He's out in the West Coast right now. He's an amazing drummer. He went to Syracuse University on like a drum major. He's amazing. He's yeah. wild, right? And it's like, dude, I just don't know why you're not out in Los Angeles, just being like, I'm the best drummer you've ever seen. Like, somebody hire me, right? Yeah. Like, you mean like. That's where it seems like you don't need to bring a band out there anymore. You just be a dude and be oh, good, yeah. yeah, and have that all all those skills sort of wrapped up in your own. Uh, I'll give you one last music one because I want to get into some podcast stuff. Yeah, My students told me this week when I was making a joke about it that Lil Nas X is canceled, that they don't like him anymore. It's over. They've given up on him. Is it too early? Are they, like, ahead of the curve?
2: Well, here's what I've got to say about Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> they told me. We this. are so close to having a gay black cowboy with the longest number one and it is gonna it might it will happen this week like after this we might we need one more week of it no like (laughs) like, probably by the time this episode comes out we will find out or not like whether or not he hits 17
0: well that's the thing that that makes me laugh about it because when I was in my mid 20s right Mm -hmm. there was definitely an aspect of me that like if you played me this song when I was 23 I would have been like what is this rap country song but now that I'm in my 30s I'm like you know what (laughs) it's
2: kind of a banger (laughs) It's got some beats to it. But yeah, I mean, there's, like, everyone's okay with mixing genres now, and I think... Yeah. And the thing is, if the whole Billboard controversy didn't happen, there wouldn't be, like, because let's put it this way, if we break it down and say, Billboard didn't pull him off. Yeah. It would have been a novelty song that would probably went up and disappeared. Yeah. But then everyone was like, why is this being, like, pushed down? What's going on with it? Billy Ray Cyrus gets on it. It yeah. gets, goes crazy. Like it's like...
0: Yeah, the narrative of the story is really the big rap above it. like Basically. And that's what's crazy, too, because, like, I I respect the fact that he's like, yo, this song is a hit, I'm going to ride it as yeah. long as I can, right? But, like, I'm I'm so curious for him, because he seems like a really cool dude. Every time I hear oh, yeah. him talk, he seems like the chillest dude. I wonder, how could he ever possibly have a next song that isn't going to be slightly disliked? How could it not yeah. be, right? There's well, no...
2: Have you listened to the song Panini?
0: That's just, I've seen the video for, yeah. it, I think, for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So like, it's it's funny because the thing about it is like, it's just a weird song where it's just like, hey Panini, don't you be a meanie? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. like it's him like leaning into like the kind of jokey nature of the whole vibe. Well,
0: that's it's true. Like, there's such a weird thing about what hits with like, like the the mainstream now and what doesn't. Because like, I have no idea anymore. I just want to share this with you really quickly because today at the work I do, my kids had a talent show. And I'm just going to throw you some of the songs that they sang when they were up there. There's oh, a couple, no. right? So one of them was a song called "Lost Boy" by Ruth B. I'd never oh. heard of it. Some sort of Peter Pan. Yeah, type. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I, It's it's too slow for me. I, too I don't slow. Know. Yeah, I remember like a few years ago when we were playing it, like playing piano for a little yeah. bit. Uh,
0: some song called "Titanium" by David Guetta featuring oh, C. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh yeah, that was
2: like when like when dance pop had like a really crazy like boom for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and then. Just the song Prince Ali from Aladdin. Just the no, no 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 no. Okay, depends on how you're singing it. Are you singing it like Will Smith? Because... It was the '92 version. It was okay, the old good. One. Yeah. Good because I don't I I don't know. I love Will Smith, but I didn't think that was really
0: good. Uh, and then uh, the then the track that I found the most controversial because I think it's a banger and it's like something I would never listen to otherwise is Sunflower by Post Malone. Oh, I, that, I love that, that song. Song's a banger. I was like, yeah, I like I remember immediately like reading about Post Malone like face tattoos. I'm yeah. out on this guy. But that song. They snuck into that Spider-Man movie. No. I was like, you know what, this song is dope. That's the reason why <laughs> I, I, I
2: really <laughs> wanted to see Spider-Verse, and then I kept watching it because I'm, I can't couldn't wait to see it. So then, this song. Listen, Sunflower's a really good song.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think Drake was the one I talk about this all the time. Like, I remember, like for whatever reason, like when um, the album that had started on the bottom, and like just hold on, I'm going home. Oh yeah, um, the, Ta- the, the, the silhouette.
2: Nothing will ever be the same. Yeah.
0: Right before that album came out, I remember like some of my boys were listening to like Drake and I was like, just for whatever reason I was like, da Drake, yeah, degrassi. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm just I don't yeah, know why. He was in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's in a wheelchair, Jimmy. Like and somewhere along the way, like the song Just Hold On, I'm Coming Home, or whatever the actual name of the song is, it came on somewhere and I was just like, Oh. I was like, What's this yeah. song? I didn't know what it was, and I like leaned out of my room, I was like, Hey, what's this one? <laughs> my buddy just looking at me, he's like
2: is Drake. Drake, and I was like, God damn it, Gosh, <laughs> damn it, Drake. Well, Jake's a chameleon, he jumps around to genres too much, he's like, listen, like he had like that whole period where he's just sort of like trying to act Jamaican now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's, it's <laughs>
0: weird. <laughs> I feel like I see that in wrestling, it was the other way, Kofi Kingston used to be Jamaican and yeah. now he's just a regular guy. Um, okay, I do want to get into a little bit of podcasting stuff uh, oh. before we have to get going because I'm so curious, uh, I remember when I first did this podcast, started doing it 215 weeks ago or whatever, Yeah. most times when people would come to do the show, I would have to explain to them what a podcast was. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been nice over the last two years and people are a bit more aware oh, of yeah, it. Like, yeah, I love to be on, on, on a it. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it's like a thing. Uh, but I guess my question for you is like, where, like, what was the first sort of podcast experience you had? I would assume it's probably in New York. Yeah, it was, like, a little... New York had kind a of big podcasting culture yeah. when I was down there initially.
2: Like, podcasting culture there. But, I mean, I probably picked up it a little bit more during college. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, like, working on, like, an on-air personality being a little bit more on the Like, it's weird because, like, I did WPNR for a little bit. I did the radio personality thing, and I stopped for a little bit. Um, My initial goal originally was to kind of turn Lost Transmissions into a podcast. Sure, sure, sure. Which what I learned was a bad thing when you need three guests talking about current music news and, like, interviewing a guest while also trying to maintain a job so you can live.
0: Yeah. I found out that was... I not easy.
2: I found out that trying to do that big of a show wasn't necessarily a good idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, this show has gone through a couple different evolutions over the years like it was originally supposed to be a vehicle for my friend Aaron Higgins shout out to Aaron Higgins uh, but as time went on it sort of became this like three-person commentary plus this interview and then it was like a two males and a female And then it was mm. three men and then I didn't like that anymore <laughs> because then it was like now it's just three white dudes like agreeing with each other for 25 minutes like mm-hmm, yes mm-hmm. very yeah, much, yeah, yeah. Yeah. exactly uh, so then I had to change that out again and and now it's sort of settled into the, the format it's in, but, like, it had to sort of evolve. Like, I remember doing, like, yeah. early on. Like, your shows, it seems like you're doing, like, un, about 45 or less
2: on the times for most of them. Um, what? For For like, for
0: your for each episode for your show. Like, will you have a time that
2: you're trying to run up against? Actually, no. Like, I just kind of play it by ear. I yeah. try. I generally try to keep it in the 30 to 45. 30 to 40 range. Th- yeah. 30 to probably 50. But, like, I try to okay. kind of, like... <laughs>
0: when I first started this, that was my plan. I'm like, yeah, 45 minutes. Like, yeah, I mean, hour 15 tops. I think that most shows I do end up being, like...
2: Hour and a half? Hour and
0: a half now. It's yeah. just... It's become too much for me to cut it back anymore.
2: Because yeah, I'm just like... My intros, if you listen to them, like, my Alan gets on that case about I i going like, your intros suck. Like, <laughs> I like, it was good. I
0: like the cat. It, the cat line is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Wait. For the Cubon... For this live studio cat. I oh, thought <laughs> oh, yeah. that was hilarious.
2: <laughs> I love... Like, it was funny, because um, I interviewed Cubon before Life After yeah. Youth, and they were like... We want... After the interview, like, we want to see the studio cat. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wait, what? And I was, like, running around getting him. But, um like, if you listen to that episode, um, the funny story about that one was I recorded that episode at 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. on a Tuesday. Yeah. The episode's come out on Thursday, so oh, yeah. I didn't finish the episode till 2 a.m. So oh, if yeah. you listen to that intro and outro, I am very tired. <laughs> I'm just like, hey there. Here's... Good episode. Yep,
0: go go check it out. People seem to—I've noticed it though over the years. Like, there's certain episodes where it's just like, "Well, I've been up for 24 hours straight. I'm punch drunk." Those episodes tend to be people like those. Yeah, (laughs) a little more realistic, like uh, representation of the person at the core who's not putting on the character. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the other thing too. Even though, like on this show, I talk about this all the time. uh, Even though I'm playing Sam Familaro, podcast host, and that is who I am, there is a difference between. Sam Famolaro the character on the podcast and Sam Famolaro human being who lives in the yeah. world, right? Yeah. And, and like, that's a fine line. It's
2: weird, like it's like it's scary when you think about it. Like I remember having like DJ Cricket be like a major yeah. like I had like a slightly unhealthy thing where like working and being like, a radio, like on air and radio was like very much tied to kind of like, this is what I do! and like <laughs> It was just kind of like very unhealthy you know? So when I graduated college and I just left, I just couldn't really, like it was a weird period of time where it was just kind of like, who am I? (laughs) So it was like reorienting myself and then coming back and doing the shit, doing against the algorithm, it's kind of like trying to basically like be a little bit more just kind of like, it's me, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, and I I, again, I I enjoy the format of the show. You're nice and tight. Your interview style is very, very clean. You do nice work. Uh, I'm impressed that you do interviews with the video stuff because I hate doing video interviews. It's been one of my biggest banes is I do not like to do... I've had to in the past to certain yeah. people. Like, we uh, a couple of years ago, someone was working at the Olympics in what? Sochi. Like, a friend of a friend of, a friend of someone who was on Twitter was working at the Olympics and we ended up... They, like, sent us a message from wherever it was, like, Sochi or whoever it was. I yeah. can't remember which one it was. It was just recently. Maybe Russia. I don't know. But that was, like, weird. But even that, like, I don't... There's something about the ability to be in the room with somebody and feel, like, the the vibe that you sort of... I feel like you struggle to maintain on a... Especially on this computer, with Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: But it's weird, because, like, like doing stuff like like that, I am very much tight. I am just very much, like, on guard. Because I don't know how long they're going to talk for, what points they're going to say. It's true. So, and the thing is, if I don't know their body language and it's multiple people, I am just generally kind of, like, staying there. Mm. So if you listen to the unedited interview, there's long, ga- there are significantly yeah. longer gaps yeah. than you you hear on the show. Like it'll be like, yeah, that's it, I mean, and I'll be like, cool.
0: <laughs> I mean, my biggest skill as a human being has been over the years to be able to bullshit at nauseum for a long period of time. <laughs> so I found a way over the years to like cut down on as much editing as possible. But mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes. I mean, it's funny sometimes when you bring someone on the show who is ostensibly like works in marketing or works in advertising or works in whatever, and then you ask them questions and it's like one word answers. You're like, am I vamping for the rest of this interview? Like, what are we doing here, guys?
2: That is my biggest fear. So, like, whenever I'm going into an interview, I'm always just mentally just kind of like, okay,
0: let's do this. Well, that's how I ended up with this format that I've been using. (laughs) Because I needed to come up with something where I was like, I got to have options in case...
2: Like, they right now. Well, I'm saying
0: this is... You can tell that I've enjoyed this interview and we've gotten off track because there's many things I haven't even broached on here that least, we're probably not going to get to, right? Uh, so, that's I fine. Got... We'll bring you on again sometime. Yeah. Um, uh, I do want to ask you this before we get into lightning round questions. Um, so... Was there, like, a particular moment when you decided that you wanted to do a podcast? Were you, like, listening to certain shows and be like, yeah, you know what, I think yeah. I can do this? Was there any particular influence or particular moment that you can think of?
2: So, I mean, I think the thing was, originally, my plan was turning Lost Transmissions into a podcast, realizing that was going to work, and I always kind of had that seed of wanting to do it. I've been listening to a ton of podcasts I love. There's a podcast called Punch Up the Jam, which is like, two comedians, Um, Demi, I can't, I'm not going to say his last name, but he's a... Um, he's ElectroLemon on Twitter. Okay. I, I I don't want to butcher his name because I respect <laughs> sure, him too sure, much. Sure. And Miel Bordeaux. And everyone's going to be like, you can say her name. But um, their whole thing is they're me- comedians who are very musical. They just know, know a lot about mm-hmm. music theory. So they'll bring on other people. And they'll go through a song. And they'll just either roast it or like, wax about yeah. how much they love it. And then they'll do a comedy version about it. So what was it? There was uh, there's just there was um, Drops of Jupiter. They so they did an episode about drops drops of Jupiter and the punch up there was that because of punching up like comedy yeah, yeah sure so that's pretty good actually that's so the the thing they did there was what did you do in space like it was literally yeah. like, so it was like okay so if now you're back here what the fuck did you do in space and that's literally the whole song um, and like what what they missed but like it's like stuff like that there was another show um... God I hated that song so much that was like a, oh, a
0: I don't know what it was, but something about that guy... I don't know if it was his face, or his voice, or... I don't yeah. know what it was.
2: I think it's, like, the lyrics are just very... Just weird.
0: What's, like, the one band that makes you the angriest? Is there, like, a particular... I used to say it was Coldplay, but I've kind of softened mm. on that a little bit over the years. Like, I... I now I'm like, ah, eh, uh, Yellow is okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah.
2: Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's a lot of bands. I mean, if someone says something, I probably will be very quickly to, like, like just...
0: I was... I was immediately annoyed by that Led Zeppelin ripoff band there. It was oh, Covenant like Fleet. Fleet, yeah. But uh, like, even that,
2: I kind of like. Eh, I don't care enough to be angry anymore. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. And like, I the one thing about doing a music podcast where I'm talking to a ton of musicians, I have become way less like. I have gone away. I've like, been way less aggressive about how I'm talking about music. Sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There's
2: no like. I hate this song. I'm like, I just don't like it. I always go back
0: to this Norm Macdonald line that Norm Macdonald had talking about his. TV show on an interview once, mm. and he's like, you know, the show was bad, but a lot of people put in a lot of hard work to create a very bad television show, right? Like yeah. it's even like if you don't like a song, like I always try and think of that. It's like somebody worked their ass off on yeah. this song, and somebody tried and busted their ass and worked really hard to make this wherever it was, and for whatever reason, it's not what you want it to be. But yeah, you feel bad crapping on it because like somebody's like. Somebody, time yeah, somebody's time and effort. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, So I think that's a. It's just a more nuanced take. And I think as you get older, you don't want to make that, that D-plus interview or that D-plus review on Pitchfork, which they used to do all the time, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, I mean also making a podcast, like, the one thing I'm very conscious of, I don't want to have someone completely destroy my thing, because, and I went from, like, having, like, a studio to being, like, okay, I'm recording in a bedroom.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing, too. Like, you, I've noticed, like, over the last couple of years, like, a lot more podcasts around here have sort of, like, popped up. And, like, yeah. a lot of people are very... We talked about this a little bit when we were uh, on the DMs, but, uh, (laughs) um, uh, you know, like, I think a lot of people, like, again, my initial plan when I wanted to do this was to do, like, a local version of, like, what Bill Simmons does. Like, Mm. I have a podcast that's, like, the the all-girls podcast. I have a sports Mm. podcast. I have a music podcast. I have a... Uh, like a professional wrestling podcast, if we got that far because we love yeah. wrestling, you know, There's like a lot of different like things I wanted to do, yeah. And just the feasibility of being able to find all of these people who are willing to be crazy, insane persons like me and do this every week and come up with content is daunting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> like doing the show has been very much kind of like once I've ever since I've launched, I have thought about the show like all the time because yeah. it's just like and the thing is weird. Like I'm not going to be doing like all the time. I'm doing seasons. So. Yeah, yeah, that's smart.
0: That's smart. That's something I didn't. do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's never too late.
0: This is yeah. A, this is no, it's really, too
2: late for me. <laughs> it's a, it's just a four-year-long season one. Yeah, four. Yeah, season two starts after episode two twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. So we're doing. I we're kind of floating around twelve to ten episodes of sure. like the show, and then taking a little bit of a break, coming Ooh. back in, and like. Like, maybe doing, like, a Patreon, maybe doing some other ways to kind of, like, yeah. do, like, small things. But that's, that's something I've, crazy.
0: I've sort of been kind of kicking around. I'm very conscious that I never want people to have to pay money for the show. Oh, yeah. I want yeah. the show to remain free all the time. That, yeah. And that's, like, number one priority for me always, right? I, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the show, Against the Algorithm. Uh, give me your hits one more time where they are. That's... Spotify? Spotify. iTunes? iTunes.
2: Podbean? I have not done this whole <laughs> stitcher. You can tell that I have not promoted this on, like, a thing where I've had to use words.
0: I had to go on cards after a while. I was like, That's fine. I got to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Malik, do you have time for a quick lightning round question before we, before we head on out of here? Sure, go for it. All right, Malik Gale of the Against the Algorithm podcast. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee?
2: Um, milk, sugar, but I don't really drink coffee. I usually drink orange juice a lot. Orange juice, so yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: have you ever had, a lot of people say black coffee, and we have this debate in the podcast. Are you have any interest in black coffee, or is that not even worth it for you? Uh,
2: <laughs> no, no good. Not
0: really. <laughs> uh, Malik, uh, what was your first automobile?
2: I don't know how to drive. You don't know how to drive? Nope. Wow.
0: <laughs> so you totally did not take your first automobile to see it. What was your first live music event?
2: Okay, my first live music event. So, I'll have a, I have a little story about this. It was, originally, it was going to be one of those Disney bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a band called T-Squad that I was trying to go T-Squad. see. T-Squad. Um, I don't know that one. It, 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 They, You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had their CD for a little bit, oh. and I met them, but, and that was going to try to be my first show. Uh, my first concert was Panko Disco in Central Park. Nice. Right after a Hurricane. Oh, yeah. So I Hurricane first, Sandy? Uh, I think it was Sandy Sandy yeah so like the one thing I was like, I was I remember it happening and I was just like were you down I, there for Sandy? yeah I was hey like, we were there
0: at the same time
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I remember because I was like yeah I think it was like a junior but I was like I can't miss Panic it was, like, it was a hurricane and you're worried about a band and I'm like yeah it's yeah.
0: Panic though yeah yeah. so I was
2: that was my first band
0: was uh was that before? I'm trying to think of what they were probably tour. Was that when they were doing um the album that sort of sounded like the Beatles the whole time, like Nine uh, in the Afternoon album? No, that was after. That so, was after. So that was
2: Vices and Virtue. Okay, all right. so it was like it was a steampunk album. The steampunk, <laughs> no, for real, like they, yeah. they all the whole vibe of steampunk. It was like Victorian vibe, and then they went to mm-hmm. sleazy. Las Vegas vibes, and now they're just a pop band.
0: Shout out to Maiden Utica's Justin Parkinson, who, after repeated attempts at me trying to explain to him what steampunk is, he just doesn't understand it. He can't I mean, He can't comprehend what it I is. I mean, it's just... It's like future... retrofuturism, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically.
2: It's like, just take all the things of the future, but, like, make it all powered by steam. <laughs>
0: uh, if there was one person you could have dinner with, living or dead, who is not your relative, who would it be and why?
2: I'm trying to think about this one. I, I, I've been, like... I'm trying to wonder, like would possibly be yeah, yeah, yeah and there's just like a lot of people and i don't want to do like the cheesy answer of just sure like, sure 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 like mahammad gandhi oh, like, <laughs> yeah <yes. laughs> he'd be um, a great he'd be a great sit down but... but i think if i had to really sit down and like break it like i feel back i feel bad cause i'm trying to like really sit down and figure it out i would say that would have to be under the gun like people I know, but I haven't really talked to a ton. Anyone
0: you want, it could be anyone. It could be a, a celebrity. could be a musician. It could be a so.
2: There's a um a guy named Lewis He's like the guy who does mystery skulls. Mm-hmm. Um, first episode we found on the show. We've got to know each other a little bit more from like I've interviewed him three times. Sure. Between lost Transitions against the algorithm and like he lives out all-, all the way in LA and he's a really cool guy. We nice. share recommendations. I would definitely love to just kind of like sit down and hang out and like... That was the first episode? Um, Yeah, it was, it was episode number one. Nice.
0: So, there you go. You guys can hear his conversation with him in episode number one. This so, is a crossover promo. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, uh, listen, but um, we sit down and talk about all of that. But I, I, didn't, I didn't want to come from a promo aspect. I was literally was just like, I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he just has crazy music recommendations. Like, he is into all sorts of music mm-hmm. he's into just every single genre under the sun elevator music bossa nova like yeah, like yeah. he like he's doing everything so like in terms of that like just talking to someone who just has like that much love for just med- oh, media, media yeah. in general like i just think that'd be a cool conversation uh give me one book album
0: movie or show you are currently reading listening to or watching
2: okay so for music it's gonna be crazy um this is this sounds like a plug uh, can I do too? Because yeah, I have a lot, a, a No, no. Because listen, doing a music podcast, I have a ton. Yeah. So for albums, there is a album from a musician named Big Data, mm. um, and it's called Three And It is a concept album about AI and how wrong mm. it can get. Really? Yeah. So huh. it, the, his whole, the all of his music it, is just about like technology and how weird mm. it can get. Um, it's just, just very crazy to think about because he'll do things where it's not just saying like computers are bad boo it's like sometimes you'll have songs yeah, yeah. from the perspective of the ai oh wow so there's a song called like see-through where it's like a song from being like listen i will make your life better mm-hmm. but every night i return it's, it's like, like a, it's, it's like her the song <laughs> it, no for real there's that and then there's a song called like monster which is literally like an inventor or something mm-hmm. being like i want to create something cool but i went to it's literally like the line being like you thought so long about if you can possibly do this that you didn't think whether or not you should mm-hmm. it's that the song nice.
0: Huh. Um, Interesting. Big Data. I'm going to write that one down. B- no, Big, big data, data, yeah. Big, big data. data. I'm going to write that down afterward. So
2: there's that, and then another song I've been listening to is Love Me Instead by a band called St. Blonde.
0: St. Blonde. They I saw are, you on a Facebook thing talking about this, maybe, yeah. or as a picture on Facebook. So. Yeah, so
2: actually, they are the next episode. They're the only coming nice. out. So um, they, we talked a little bit. I didn't know that the thing was coming out until like after the interview. They were like, because I was trying to tease them, because you're always trying to, like, try yeah, to yeah. find out, like, what's the next thing you're going to try and do? And they're like... Oh yeah, we have a new single coming out this week. We just didn't know if like mm-hmm. when this was coming out, so we didn't want to spoil it. And I was like, "Oh, it's coming out next week." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we're, we have a new single." And I'm like, dope. <laughs> and so like, there's that. Um, so I listened to it, it. Finally came out, and I really dig it. So those are like some two things. But I could talk for hours on like how much stuff. But if I had to pick two that I've been listening to, like today, today, yeah, those have been the things I've been checking out.
0: And last but not least, uh, Malik Gale. Uh, besides music, uh, art, visual design, storytelling, give me one more thing that you. Are passionate about
2: i do want to get a pat i'm i'm trying to get a little bit more into video games i just don't have yeah, the time yeah. i've been running around
0: i uh i'm like a pretentious video gamer i feel like i've been <laughs> playing the same three video games over and over for the last like 20 years just like whatever fallout game is the most recent yeah uh the bioshock games when they were out and then me and kevin used to play castle crashers a lot if you remember oh, that game that game yeah. was dope uh but i feel like yeah i'm sort of getting to the age now again i'm talking about how old I am this whole episode <laughs> but um I'm getting to the point now where certain games like I played a game called Borderlands 2 maybe I was oh playing yeah it, and I was like this is too fast for me I'm like I suck at this and I'm getting killed by stuff that I probably shouldn't oh um, if, yeah, if, 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 if you struggling. love
2: that there's a game I think you really like called Dark Souls <laughs> um, I,
0: I, so they, you can download Bloodborne on PlayStation Four for free. Like yes, yeah. it's, it's on their like uh, giveaway games or whatever. Oh, what of, Oh, I need to get that. Yo, Bloodborne. I, I was so frustrated. I was so angry. Like twenty five yeah. minutes in, I was just like that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm never playing it again.
2: I I curr- I'm currently going through that with the word Like when I say it's gonna die, um, Crash Bandicoot the trilogy. They came oh, out. dude,
0: that's a you and Kevin Sullivan when this interview is over can talk about that because he's a big Crash Bandicoot mark and he's been begging me for a while to get. Some sort of Crash Bandicoot game for the PlayStation Four. Oh yeah,
2: there's like the, all the first three games are out.
0: Yeah, the re, uh, the redos. I'm gonna yeah. find it
2: online. Like I'm gonna just warn you, they are. I have. I was so mad I was trying to play the games in order yeah I got to the final world in the first one and I got so mad that I just skipped to the next game (laughs) yeah yeah No,
0: like that's something I noticed when I play Nintendo games now because I have like the little emulator that you can play all the old Nintendo and Sega Genesis games on yeah Uh, and that's like I play a Nintendo game now and I'm like playing Mega Man 2 and I'm dead I'm like this game sucks I immediately have no patience I'll be playing
2: the game and then like I'll literally like bite the controller and my girlfriend's like all right. are you alright? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, no, because those games are just unforgiving.
0: Nintendo hard. Uh, <laughs> Malik, I appreciate you coming in today. Thank you so much. It's a great pleasure. Absolutely. Folks, check out the uh, Get to the Algorithm podcast every Wednesday,
2: yep. Thursday every Wednesday every morning we drop it at midnight so if you're someone who's weird doing something at midnight yeah we got an episode for
0: you I used to get people who'd wake up early on my list, like 3 in the morning I'm like first personal listen, I'm like, yes, I was going to sleep so oh, yeah, you
2: I can't uh, drink probably, but who knows
0: uh, thank you very much Malik we appreciate you back to the show in just a story that I want to use in this intro, but remind yeah, me. Yeah, remind right. me afterwards. Uh, welcome, welcome back to the show. Thank you once again to Malik Gale. Against the Al- Algorithm podcast, available on all the platforms that we mentioned multiple times during the episode. Yeah. Like, we'll link to. I mean, Malik's all-
1: an awesome kid. One of, the, one of the best kids that I ever got the chance of having working on my staff in my time at Saranac. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. to know some great kids, but he's definitely up there in the upper echelon. And it's awesome to see. I always like when people aren't necessarily, like, from here, but they come and stay here and make this, like, what they're doing and like get out there and try to like get involved, you know what I mean? Like yeah. do things and put something out there and you know participate in the the growth.
0: You know, I I had talked to him a little bit on Twitter and a little bit here and there. I, I think I have met him before once. I, once I sat down with him, I was like, I've definitely. Like, yeah, I think seen, I think I briefly him. introduced yeah. you guys at a social one time. Like, oh, this yeah. is Malia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we had a great time. I could have talked for another hour probably mm-hmm. about music and punk rock specifically. A lot yeah. of older punk rock. Yeah. So what made you feel so old when you were talking to him? <sighs> okay. Because so he's what? What's he? Like 22? 23? He's about 10 years younger than us. Yeah, yeah. Me. Uh, he... <laughs> what's your... Who are your progenitor bands? Like the bands that you think of that were important to like your development of music? I always say like Green Day and Blink were really big because that's how I learned to play guitar. Right? Those yeah. Those are like my... Yeah, yeah. His progenitor bands are like Fall Out Boy and My Chemical Romance, which were the bands that when we were playing in bands, I was like, we're going to be as big as these guys like within three weeks. These are like my quote unquote <laughs> contemporaries. That's why. I never
1: realized that you aspired to be such a My Chemical Romance guy.
0: I just wanted that <laughs> level of. Uh,
1: secure the money. Secure you the bag. The and, yeah, I wanted the money. You wanted the Billy Ray Cyrus
0: remix. The, so it was just the idea that like, had everything we had worked on when we were doing our thing together gone. As it had in my mind, we would have been playing alongside the bands that this kid's, like, were his fundamental music bands, and that's the moment that I was like, oh, God, I feel so old. (laughs) Right? Uh, No, I I played it up, obviously, for for effect, but that was a a tough one. (laughs) I see. Speaking of tough ones, time for history lessons. Sick. Uh, On this day, uh, 1976, the son of Sam uh, killed one person and wounded another in his first attack uh son of sam eventually got his name from the letters that he sent to both the police and famed news reporter jimmy bresland uh quote i am a monster i am the son of sam i love to hunt crawling the streets looking for fair game really? happier more productive yeah i don't know why i gave that uh what a weird thing to do to like send a letter to the mail i guess like 1976 like you wouldn't think that harder to track you like it's like you're just asking to get caught though right I guess maybe you are it's I mean kind of I think <laughs> yeah. back
1: I think back then the thing is it's like when we used to talk about like Deadwood right like back in the 1800s you kill a guy you just go to the next town nobody knows the hell happened they it's can't true. find you it's, it's the same thing in the 70s it's like yeah I'm gonna mail a letter what are you gonna do you gonna fingerprint it yeah right with what like kind of
0: they didn't have the technology to track That's them true. down and find them back. then. in hindsight, it think like now you think like, Haha, I'm just gonna write this letter in my handwriting." I'm
1: somebody well in you know, or in some weird like cipher code <laughs> yeah. like the goddamn Zodiac, Ted Cruz. i um, <laughs> somebody like I was. I was always interested in reading about like you know serial killers yeah. and different like true crime and criminals and stuff. Like growing up my whole life, I always you know, separating the morality of the whole thing and sure. for sure shouldn't be serial killer and all that stuff. But I always, I always, for sure. just, you know, just I for the record. That opinion. Yeah, please don't do that. The, the show supports that you should not be serial killing and all that stuff. But I always got, I thought it was a really interesting thing when these guys would, like, taunt the police. And, mm-hmm. like, send letters to the paper. And, like, as somebody who appreciates, like, you know, narrative and, like, storytelling yeah. like that, it's a really interesting wrinkle where it's like, yo, oh, yeah. this is like a... This is like some Thanos, Magneto, like, yeah, that's right, I'm the bad guy, and come and find me,
0: I dare you. It's crazy. To me, it always goes back to, like, Jack the Ripper shit, right? Like, because that's the first time I can think of, like, you know, in London, them sending letters to the the paper, and then, like, copycats claiming to be Jack the Ripper also sending stuff to the paper. Like, it just, mm. it's such an odd, dark, creepy narrative. Yeah, good, which good. I'm
1: into odd, dark, got creepy God. narratives, yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: when, Big on it. So David Berkowitz, the, the man who was the son of Sam, uh, was eventually found out because he had uh, police followed up on a parking ticket that had been given out that night, discovering a machine gun in a car that belonged to him. Uh, Berkowitz explained that Sam, quote-unquote, was his neighbor, Sam Carr, who was an agent of the devil. Uh, Sam transmitted his orders through his pet black Labrador. Years earlier, Berkowitz had shot the dog, complaining that it was barking and keeping him from sleeping. Which, by the way, that's your first sign, right? Shot the guy's dog? You shoot yeah. a dog, I feel like you're the first sign it of it might just be what, a cop? No, not too.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Um I yeah, but I feel like this, you know, it's like summer, like hot summer nineteen seventies New York. You ever seen the movie Summer of Sam? No. It was uh I know the movie I, existed. I saw it a long time ago, so before I had like a more adult lens to view movies through, but I remember it being pretty good. Definitely worth a watch. Definitely captures like that Is it, um, fever pitch, uh Leguzama. Yeah. And I, th- I want to say maybe Adrian
0: Brody's in it, I wanna, too. This is a really weird detail. Did the movie poster have it spelled like S-O-S, like Summer of Sam, like it was written on a newspaper? I know it sounds really stupid, but it's like a be. weird thing that I remember about that. Could be. That. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, after Berkowitz shoots the dog, the dog recovers, and then he claims that the dog is speaking to him and demanding that he kill people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then pleads guilty before claiming insanity. He was sentenced to over 300 years in prison. Uh, He later claimed to be a born-again Christian, which is uh, hilarious. It's (laughs) not better. It's not any better. This day, 1987. Here's a nice um, palate cleanser uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield agree on their newest flavor of ice cream, Cherry Garcia, one of my all-time favorite ice creams. True. Uh, they're from uh, Ben and Jerry, of course. were from Merrick, New York. Uh, Garfield uh, Greenfield went to college, but found himself unable to get into medical school, so he joined his buddy Ben. Uh, they completed a correspondence course on ice cream making at Penn, uh, Penn State University's crematory in uh, yeah, 1987. It's pretty dope. You could just go, like, you know, still young enough, and they're like, yeah, let's just go get like a twelve thousand dollar loan and open a business that becomes like a mega business. It's pretty wild. I feel like you need more money than $12,000 to do that nowadays. Uh, interesting thing about Ben of Ben & Jerry, he has something called uh, anosmia. You ever heard of this? Nope. A-N-O-S-M-I-A. It's a lack of sense of smell or taste, which is why he was very reliant on something he called mouthfeel and texture, which is why Ben & Jerry's ice cream has all the different sort of chunks and pieces in it. That's uh-huh. His, I don't... I don't know how that would help you any better. Again, I can taste stuff a little bit, I guess. So, I guess, how, how would I know? Uh, what would you say, I have a list here of the top ten best-selling Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavors. ten? Well, if you can, I'll, I'll see how many you can name. How many can you even name? Uh, how many, like, different flavors?
1: I don't know. Uh, a good amount,
0: uh, I feel like. Well, <laughs> I suppose. I can just run through the top five here for you if you want. You want to hear the top five? Sure. Number one. Half Baked Which I don't remember What that one is Yeah yeah Number 2 I is Cherry Garcia baits. That's Cherry my mom's Garcia. favorite Number 3 Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough uh-huh. Number 4 Chocolate Fudge Brownie Which seems kind of plain And 5 is something called The Tonight Dough Which is I would imagine A Jimmy Fallon mm-hmm. Sort of flavored ice cream Yeah, yeah. Shout
1: out It tastes to... like Jimmy Fallon <laughs> It tastes a lot
0: like Jimmy Fallon uh, Shout out to Americone Dream Which came in number 7 That's the mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert That one's actually very good Yeah they're They're all good do you have a particular go-to for your Ben and
1: Jerry's ice cream? If you're um, eat one, I like cherry. I haven't had, you know, I was thinking about this as you're talking. Right? I haven't had Ben and Jerry's in a really long time. I've really no ice cream this summer, which is strange. No, me neither. Um, actually, I like the, I like the one. This one says like banana, chunky monkey. Chunky monkey yes. is good. I liked uh, cherry Garcia is good. My mom's favorite. There's anything that's got uh, any kind of salt element works for me too.
0: So you must be in on all this salted caramel stuff I keep seeing all around, all over the place. Yeah, yeah.
1: Whoever the first person throws, sea salt on caramel, (laughs) tell you what. Brave, you're a pioneer, and Um, I'm going with you.
0: I was a big fan of the Heath Bar Crunch as a kid. That was my... Always like Heath Bar's. Heath Bar Crunch. Although, when I was looking up this list, I found one that I'd never heard before, and now I'm kind of curious to go find it. It's called Minter Wonderland dark chocolate mint ice cream with marshmallow swirls and chocolate cookie swirls.
1: Uh you kind of miss me on the marshmallow swirls a little bit. It's probably not bad. I'm sure I mean like I said I'm sure they're all good, but you probably missed me. I'm a
0: sucker for anything with chocolate and mint together. Like a mint mm. like a like a like a grasshopper. I think they just yeah. did M&Ms. M&Ms like a mint m M&M. and They just did
1: like chocolate mint MMs, m yeah. and
0: They have a hazelnut M&M I saw now too. Mm, miss me. <laughs> we got a salted caramel M&M. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go get it. I don't want to say miss me because I do like caramel, but I don't think salted caramel works with everything they're throwing it on. I'm not talking about like like what. Salted. Where have
1: you seen it where it's not working for you? I don't care for like a salted caramel coffee.
0: Like I see a lot of those. Like I'm not no, but I don't. I don't mess like with like
1: a flavored coffee. Like even yesterday. Full stop. I want my coffee to taste like coffee. Like
0: even yesterday when I was at the at the gas station, I saw. Remember Nestle Flips? Uh no. they were, like that? the the pretzels that were in chocolate. Oh yeah, yeah, like chocolate covered pretzel. They do those. Okay, like, yeah. they do those in the salted caramel. Oh, that's now. probably delicious. It's probably good, but it's just like how I, we're just doing this for everything now. Every yeah. brand. Yeah, I mean, it's, gonna it's get better over than scent.
1: just chocolate. We want white chocolate, like some sort of animal. Whoa! Well, we're, we're shout. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're shouting out ice cream. And what we're shouting on ice creams, we got to give a shout out to uh, Stewart's brand ice cream Yo. crumbs along the Mohawk. Crumbs along, you know the mohawk. crumbs along the mohawk? I, I do Top know about level that one.
0: Is that Moose Tracks as well? Is that also
1: Stewart's? I think Moose Tracks might be like a Breiner. brand and style. No, they definitely. I think like I think a couple people might make something yeah. called Moose Tracks. Yeah, I think Moose Tracks might be an industry name for a specific combination of flavor agents.
0: Another old man thing is, I got older. I like Rocky Road ice cream, which I didn't like as a kid. What's that? Had... What is? I always hear That's about like that, but I don't know. What chocolate, it's like. marshmallow, peanuts. It's all sorts mm. of stuff. Again, you don't like marshmallow? Marshm- no. Marshmallow? It's too no, not really. I like eating ice cream too... more than I like in most things. Actually,
1: no, I prefer. Give me something like a like a black raspberry though. I'm in there with that.
0: You know what I used to like this is a good this is a good one. Go to the go get like the soft serve vanilla ice cream and then get the cherry dip.
1: You gotta get you gotta dip the pistachio. Oh. In the cherry dip. So pistachio cherry dip. That's Some days good. the tasty treat they used to make the pistachio and black raspberry into the twist. So you could get a black mm-hmm. raspberry and pistachio twist. Mm-hmm. It was like pink and green. Mm-hmm. They were really cooking with gas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you another one too. Orange sherbet. Nobody looks at the sherberts, right. but I could eat orange sherbet until. I like a lot
0: of sherbet. I like a lot of gelato. I like any sort of like faux ice cream. Lemon ice. If you give it to me, I'll eat that. Like noodle soup ice cream. <laughs> That's a little too uh I will say though, when I was a kid, do you remember flavor burst ice cream? It was no. it was like soft serve ice cream. You could get it at like uh, ice cream factory or wherever. And it had like, it was like ice cream ribboned with some other flavor, right? So it was like you have vanilla ice cream ribboned with orange flavoring. So you have like a creamsicle style, right? Sure. But some of them were wild. They'd be like blue and pink, like cotton candy flavor. When you are a kid, you loved that oh stuff. Oh my gosh. You were so excited. Yeah, you are like, yeah. Give me the bluest, pinkest ice
1: cream. <laughs> yeah. What's
0: the, what's the most unnatural what's looking? What's the most colorful ice cream you have? What's
1: the one that looks the least like a possible food product? <laughs> Give me that and dip it. In what? In anything.
0: Uh, we'll move past these two history lessons because uh, because we went so long on ice cream <laughs> talk here. Uh, My plan worked. Uh, this is a good plan. Uh, 1995, though, real quick. Wait, the, what? Just real quick. Do you remember the two NFL expansion teams that came in in 1995 on
1: this? On the this Jacksonville team? Jaguars and the Carolina Panthers. Which
0: is the flossier of the two teams, if you're going to pick one of those teams? Carolina Panthers. Panthers. More yeah. than
1: the ja- – is it just because it's Jacksonville? Because it's Jacksonville, Florida, which is disgusting. <laughs> it's The team is, like, historically terrible. The Panthers haven't been much better, but, like, it's the Panthers – Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. they've played some meaningful games. Um,
0: yeah, no. That's it. I remember when they no. came out. Here's the thing, though. I have family in Jacksonville, so I remember – I know, right? Yeah. Uh, so I remember <laughs> – shout out to Mike – Uh <laughs> My family in Jacksonville at the time being pretty excited. Like, hey, we're going to get a football team. But my uncle was like a longtime Eagles fan. So he was super like, ah, what do I do? Do I get tickets for this, like... NFL team that dropped down I'm my I'm not going to go do the fun
1: thing with my family because I believe in the Eagles. Yeah, right, exactly. It's a very right? like, Philly decision. To make. Yeah, but the Eagles, though. Who cares if my kids want to go to the football uh, game and make lasting memories and bond?
0: I mean, if you're to an NFL game, there's very little memories people tend to have them afterwards. It's like a drunken disaster. You just go to
1: Bill's games. That's, That's right. That's
0: a great point. I guess uh, I actually always liked Jacksonville better because, again, because I had family in Jacksonville growing up, Sure. both these teams... For years now, I feel like have been stuck in the 1990s. They look like the 1990s. Their logos are very. They need to, both these teams need to be totally revamped and freshened up for the 2000 whatever we're in the 2020s.
1: And you know what? If they're not ready by then, we can just put the season on hold till they figure it out. I love it. No I big think it's deal. A great idea.
0: Also on this week, uh, world's uh, longest running music show, Top of the Pops, broadcast for the last time. I think we have talked about this before. Uh, about how there's no music television anymore because the internet co-opted it. YouTube took it over. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then on this date, uh, 2008, uh, Slumdog Millionaire uh, debuted at the Telluride Film Festival. It went on to win Best Picture of 2009. Have you ever seen Slumdog Millionaire? I did not see it, so I have minimal takes on it.
1: Um, I think I, like... I think I watched it back then randomly on like a like a Redbox type situation. Oh yeah, Redbox. That was but like when I was hanging out with somebody, and we weren't really watching. You know what I mean? Ah. Like so, it was just, one of those things you kind of pop it on, uh-huh. but like it's not you're not really paying attention. Well, vaguely seen some of it, but I don't really case, remember. Can you tell me the plot? I feel plot like, I of feel like movie. I'm not exactly, The kid goes on, "Who wants to be a millionaire?" Yeah, but he's a slum dog, <laughs> and I feel like we ended up turning. it off because we were like oh god this is horrible yeah you know what i mean like you're
0: sitting there like you're sitting there you know riding the wave and you're like wait a minute this is really just horrible i didn't know what this movie was necessarily about until i was doing the research for this here's the quick two sentence plot review contestant of the indian version of who wants to be a millionaire surprises everyone by being able to answer every question correctly accused of cheating jamal recalls his life story to the police illustrating how he was able to answer each question correctly. I assume this is interspersed with scenes of the police, like, violently torturing and beating him up, is my assumption. Probably. Uh, this movie <laughs> Wild in <laughs> India. This movie <laughs> won Best Picture of 2009, beating out the curious case of Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk and the Reader. Those are your f- Uh,
1: that's fine. I'm not I won't ride for any of
0: those movies, I don't think. Would you ride for The Dark Knight which also came out this you year and to, did quite, what a un-
1: <laughs> unbelievable injustice. <laughs> um, what do we go to the movies for, folks? <laughs> <laughs> do we go to the movies to see great films or do we go to a Sage White Guilt and pretend that we understand cultures that are different than our own? Well,
0: we're going to talk about Lion King. What do we now? go to the movies? We're going to go talk about Lion King in a second. What so. does that have to do with that? <laughs> uh, I just think this was actually the year, 2009, though, that the Academy decided we should add more movies to our list of have best to. movies. You have have to. to. I don't even know if I, I remember. The came
1: out that year, too. At 2009? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you what haven't read mess. it? One of the 10 billion
0: think pieces? Oh, what a mess.
1: My God. I actually... I've I have a think seen... piece on the back of my Gatorade about <laughs> Tarantino last week.
0: I've only seen one of these movies, I think. I've seen Frost Nixon, which I enjoyed. That was it. I did yeah, that. I saw a bit of Frost Nixon. What else were they? Milk. Curious Case of Benjamin
1: Button. I've we're heard not Milk is excellent. Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Um, I caught, like, the back half of Milk on HBO one yeah. time, but, like, I knew a bit about the Milk story, so I was able to follow along. What's the reader? have never heard of this. I don't remember. It rings, it rings quite a bell, but I can't remember what it is.
0: For an Academy Award. All right. Benjamin uh,
1: Button was a little bit tedious. I've heard that. It was like that weird era of time of, like, yeah, we should make all the movies two hours and 40 minutes so people know that we mean business. And it's just kind of <laughs> a lot.
0: Uh, I have a couple quick things I wanted to run through. I, we're, we're, I'm just going to go all over the place. Whatever, like, man. Just do your thing. My notes have been ruined. Uh, hey, uh, do you see that Herb Phillipson's in uh, New Hartford is up for auction and nobody bid on it? I'm not surprised. It's bankruptcy. I heard it's a. go ahead. Well, I heard an interesting take. In 2016, they made forty three point five million dollars in gross revenue. In two years, in twenty eighteen, they went down to fifteen point six. That is a massive drop of revenue. Yeah.
1: Is it just because there's no e-commerce aspect to it? Buddy, the last time I was in Herb Phillips' <laughs> was probably I don't know. No, no, it was, I do. I'll never forget. It was like late spring-ish. <laughs> I don't remember what I was there for, but I remember it was cold enough that I bought a pair of gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, the stretchy ones? No, they were oh. like army surplus, made of good oh, okay. wool so I they see, were thin, but they still keep you pretty warm and they dry out easily. <laughs> um, I was in there and in the middle of the store, the sparsely populated, understocked store, <laughs> there was a giant hole in the roof <laughs> with a tarp strapped to it. <laughs> Caution taped off, and the tarp was filling with water from the melting of the snow on the roof. And, like, a huge chunk of the store, a larger like, the size of, like, a large above-ground swimming pool was cordoned off as water came through this rotting drop ceiling. Employees stood around,
0: like, just looking absolutely... I've... Maybe they're trying to do, like, a Bass Pro Shops thing where it's, like... <laughs> yeah, it comes like, here on rust yeah. water. Yeah, and it's it, it's a shame because I love, like, I've loved Philipsons like ever since
1: I was a kid. Yeah. That's why band I, That's why <laughs> I was, in, I don't know about that. I don't remember them having band shirts. I used shirts. to have band t-shirts there back
0: They today. very well yeah, may yeah. do,
1: but, like, I remember that would be the place to go. you need, like, different sports stuff, mm-hmm. like, when I was a Boy Scout when I was a kid. A lot Josh of different Trap. things. Yeah, like, athletic yep. things. Um, And, I mean, that's why I was there that day. I, st- I went, I mean, I've always made a point to go to Philipsons because I like it. They need some business, but... The pair of Under Armour socks and the pair of gloves that I bought that day for like
0: under thirty dollars aren't going to do it. Too many people kind of step it on their thing now. You can 100%, get yeah. it's just too 100%. many? Have you ever been to Bass Pro Shops, I've I've been told that it's quite the experience. It's uh
1: it's crazy in there, and I got to tell you, I don't think I've been in a major retail chain where I feel uh more uneasy and unwelcome. But I mean, by sure. Then, it, sure, it's very like you walk in the yeah. first aisle and there's so many like. Ah, uh, from my cold dead hands, and like yep. you know, Democrats are gonna take my shotguns. And I saw that in Cabela's. that kind of stuff. Yeah, same <laughs> kind of thing. Cabela's in... They know their target demographic, but um, but you go in there and they they have everything. Like I've had to go there to get like all weather coats for like we we're doing outdoor events at the brewery, and I need something breathable that's gonna keep me dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on there for different like winter stuff, like you know, boot socks and gloves, and it's always somewhere I stop for you know for Christmas. I've got some some people in my life who. Really appreciate a gift card from there, you know, maybe something mm-hmm. this or that. And when you go and you look at a store like that, there is no way that a Philipsons can compete whatsoever.
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And you I know know think I mean? it's again, it's testament to a lot of things, but also that store looks exactly the way it did. Like what I they last didn't time have the hole in the ceiling when I was a kid. Well, that's true. That would have been a nice addition. Uh Okay, we're running short on time, so let's just do our bits from other blogs. I'll save the other ones for next week.
1: Let me I got a question for you before we move all the way over off that. Yeah. If they move out of there and it doesn't work, what happens to the that's retail a, 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 space that's that size that anchors the New Hartford shopping center? That's a great question. Uh you, did that was was
0: that the old Ames building? Uh
1: yes. That used to be Ames. And her Phillipson's moved into Philipsons the Phillipson's was further down. Yeah. It was
0: further down and moved in. I mean, what's the most successful store in the? If if we're going by the law of averages, they're just moving the most successful guy down. Who is it? Charlie Seely? Is uh, he? The- no, Charlie Seeley is <laughs> not the most successful guy in any plaza.
1: Um, I, mean, I mean, the
0: Grapevine. The Grapevine. <laughs> Gentleman's Corner. Uh, I mean, you'd have to hope to pull Bumper in Nichols? some like other like I guess like a not a Macy's type. Maybe you move like the Planet Fitness down. Maybe that's a that's not a bad idea. You're not going to get like a Macy's or whoever. That's insane Right, but like some sort of big box store to like fill in that spot. Like other things are those available anymore. Is that
1: a why? Thing? Why go in a building that old when they're popping up all these new yeah. ones? You know what I mean? Like I really, that's, that's the true. question. It's that's who a good goes point. I wonder if they don't try to move in uh, some sort of entertainment style venue like that place at the mall they just put in that bowling alley. Oh, like pins, pins. or something. That's something probably a of good something idea. of that nature. I wonder. Or maybe yeah. like uh maybe maybe you put in like a almost like a large restaurant, maybe, like if somebody wants I don't know if this is like still popular, but like a cheesecake factory or like one of sure, those like sure, chain sure, restaurants. Sure. Well, but I've it's heard, a huge
0: space. Do you remember when we were kids I don't know if I, I used to like going to the New Harbor Shopping Center because Loved it. they had this is gonna sound they had a place called Zapper's, which mm. was a video game store that is in where the um, Dollar General is now. Mm. And I just remember like going there with my old man and like going to Herb Phillipson's and going mm-hmm. to all the different places and popping along. And now I kind of go there if I want to go to the barbershop or if I got to go to, like, get a card from Colosi. I go to the I barbershop. Mean,
1: I go to Pumpernickels a good amount. Yeah. Down there in Center Court, great lunch spot. Uh, go to the Grapevine. I'm actually, I'm uh, Peter's Cornucopia. Oh, yeah. There's an excellent spot, too, that they've got mm-hmm. down there. And I'm a big advocate for Tuesday morning.
0: Great store, those, check it out. But None of those places could realistically move into that no, spot. No, no, no. They didn't get Paulie in there. Just do like 15 levels of Just, get, Just get world's barbers. Just the world. 500 barbers. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd
1: be wild. It'd be something. Uh, <laughs> all
0: right. All right. You ready for our bits from other blogs? All right. Uh, both of them kind of food related. One, why is cream cheese a bagel spread and not a toast in general spread? Because
1: bread can't hold
0: up yeah. to the thickness of cream cheese. I can't imagine. I don't. Weirdly, I don't think I would enjoy cream cheese between two pieces of bread. If you give me a cream cheese sandwich. Bet you would. Treat some nice bread. Toasted, maybe? Yeah, of course. Toasted. Toast. Yeah, no, yeah, you toast. could just do a plain. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, yeah. of course, toasted. Uh, yeah, because a bagel can hold up to the consistency of a cream cheese. The bagel's,
1: the bagels so, got so much dough going on, so it balances out the already rich cream cheese. Is cream cheese
0: your number one go to if you're having a bagel? A Obviously. Bagel? I mean. What else did you put on butter? Jelly. Uh, what else goes on a bagel? Sausage, <laughs> egg, and cheese. <laughs> right. No, right. Right, 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 right. Sure. That's no, fine. yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I really... <laughs> yeah, it locks. I My really like, locks. The, I like the
1: veggie cream cheese. Like I like veggie, veggie cream, cream cheese. Veggie cream cheese from Bagel Grove on... Uh, either a regular bagel or an everything bagel as well, something like that. But I really like the veggie yeah. cream cheese, but yeah, it's got to be cream cheese.
0: Over the years. I've
1: I... done butter, I've done jelly, I've done peanut butter. It's all fine, but nothing's better than the cream cheese. You're
0: right. I actually really enjoy a sesame bagel. I don't know where that came up over I the like last Sesame the, is real nice. Something about the, the outside layer gives us nice consistency if you want Have to you use it like what a What else sandwich? they
1: call them down at Bagel Grove, you know those ones, they call them like Saratoga Sunshine. They're just re- they're yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not corn, but they're
0: yellow. They're something. Those are really good. Uh, and the last question. This is a tough one. What's the best fast food to eat as leftovers? Best fast food to eat as leftovers. Jesus, none of them. None of them really. I. Here's the thing, right? If you have a McDonald's sandwich or a Wendy's sandwich or like a burger, it's almost unheatable. Like again, oh yeah, you got to eat it now. You can't put it in the oven. It's going to get all... Everything gets yeah, wilted. What do, you, no, what,
1: yeah, what do you, you order an extra fast food for what,
0: later? I'm just saying, like... No. Nothing. Like, I guess... Chicken. Chicken, right? Chicken. Popeyes. Fried
1: chicken KFC. or chicken strips or something of that nature. What about... Yeah, but chicken nuggets are no good. Well, no. Once they're cold, The they're... chicken nuggets are like trash food for toddlers made out of, like, chicken guts and
0: paste. Right, but I, I mean, what is reheatable? Like, nothing from fast food is reheatable... Besides the chicken tender from like KFC or something, sure, right? Is that the assumption? You...
1: I'm not. I you. i I'm not a huge reheater. That's true. I'm not. I'm a not huge a huge reheater. Either. Either. Like uh... I'm. If you can't eat it cold, like like I don't. I've never reheated pizza on my own accord in since I was 13. Pizza is a different because, you know what because
0: I mean? we have the pizza stone. I'm much more prone to throw. A when you when, when there's
1: leftover pizza in the house and you throw it on the pizza stone and you give me some, it's always delicious and I'm always glad you did it. I'm never gonna do it on my own, really, because really I don't oh, care see, enough. I'll yeah, go th- yeah. for
0: pizza. I don't count pizza as fast food in this scenario. Well, that's true. I, I, that's but, true.
1: But I'm just saying, like as a whole, i do not reheating anything. You know. Could you make pizza fast?
0: I guess they did. You can go to like Little Caesars and get fast food pizza. Hundred like percent.
1: You can uh, go to Ca- You can go to the drive thru at Little Caesars. Yeah. You can go to the drive-through at <laughs> the drive-through of Parkway Pizza. See That's, Dominic in the window, get some rice bowls. Coming down right now. What's this new... Have you seen this new chain pizza place that popped up over in Hartford? Blaze Pizza?
0: Blaze. It's the no. fastest
1: growing, um, like, fast casual fast food chain in the country, I think, right now.
0: It's called Blaze with a Z. Blaze. Yeah, Blaze. Oh, it's not man. like
1: B-L-A-I-S.
0: Like, Blaze Pizza. Delicate Frenchman. Let me see. Uh, yeah, they just <laughs>
1: popped it in next to... We have a Starbucks now, too, like, with the drive-thru and everything. Up there oh, by, man. like, Best Buy and Applebee's.
0: That's about... It- I'm actually kind of surprised we didn't get a Starbucks. It's, it's
1: amazing how densely they're packing in all those buildings. They just keep building them up there in that consumer square. They're just packing them in mm. denser and denser. I mean, it looks good. It looks like pizza. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's like a. It's. Some, they're supposed to compete with like Domino's and Pizza Hut, but I think they're supposed to be like the Chipotle of those brands. Like oh, all of our stuff's mm. a little bit fresher, a little bit cooler, a little more like hipster crap.
0: Hot take: I don't think Chipotle's anything special.
1: Chipotle, they're fine. It's just
0: fine. Nothing wrong with them. it's
1: just fine. Yeah. Do you think they're better than most?
0: Yes. There you go. That's their competition. Uh, I'll say this about Moe's, though, and again, we'll, we'll end on this because we've gone a lot on food today. I guess I'm just hungry. Uh, I think that might be it. Uh, Moe's is very saucy, whereas a Chipotle burrito is tighter. It's a little more like. That's condensed. what. Anytime
1: I go to a burrito place, they sometimes they're looking like I got two heads of I them. Mean, can you put a little bit less of everything in yeah, there? Yeah, a little less of everything. Because I hate when you get that thing where you bite into a burrito and now you have two choices. Yeah. You can either hold on to it the whole time and finish it fast, yeah. or set it down and it's a burrito bowl because it's got no structural integrity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need nine scoops of rice. Like a little smaller, a little tighter, a little more low profile. Yeah,
0: condensed. I want you to be able to finish the whole but thing. But
1: that's their competition. If Chipotle is better than Moe's, then they're pretty good.
0: Is Taco Bell better than Chipotle?
1: Different things. Different Entirely things. different thing.
0: All right. Uh, that's it, folks. Uh, Heather will be back next week. Follow her at Allegedly. Allegedly. We don't know. Who knows? You don't know that. I don't. I'm making assumptions. Heather was one. Uh, You can follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan. Follow me at SF Doom. Or you can follow the show at Uticast. We are on Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, Uh, Stitcher Podcast, Apple Podcasts. We're taking over the web. Sign our humanoids. Keep it tight. Woodstock lives. Uh, That's it. Tape machines are rolling. We're desperately out of time. It's really, really warm in here. We will see you next week on the Uticast. Oh, yes.